What a night it was. 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 Hello, and welcome to the 2002ies, your second annual 2002 Film Awards. Featuring... Chris Catan. <laughs> I'm jumping into a, a <laughs> SNL Don Pardo thing. Sherry O'Terry. <laughs> this is not something we had planned at all. <laughs> Travis Ledbetter. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey everybody. Welcome to another episode of 2002 A Film Odyssey. The podcast where we would normally talk about the films of the year 2002. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Andrew. Dan here. And a uh, special guest joining us right here. It is Travis Ledbetter. Hey, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, a very special episode, not a traditional episode of this program. Uh, normally, on this show, we would be discussing the films of the year 2002. Uh, because on this show we go through the entire movie release calendar of the year 2002 in chronological order and talk about every single film. But on this episode, we're going to be talking about the year 2022. We're going to be reflecting on some of the films that we really liked and just talk about the year in general. And uh, yeah, we have a lot planned for this episode. Yeah, it was a uh, it was actually the twentieth anniversary of two thousand two last year. So yeah, that's that's special, special little tie in. And obviously, we the big award of the evening, which we'll mm-hmm. get to, yeah. you know, at the end. Obviously, uh, it was still is is tied into two thousand two. So mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to be completely devoid of two thousand two content. Yeah, it's not going to be totally unrelated to what we normally talk about, but. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about our favorite films of 2022. We're going to do our top tens. We're going to talk about some things that didn't quite make our top ten. And then we're we're going to move into the 2002-ies, which is our awards section, where we'll give awards for, you know, best actor, actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, cinematography, music, etc. Uh, but the big award of the evening, the big award of the 2002-ies is the most 2002 film of the year 2022. Yeah, we gotta come up with, like, a, a catchier name for that. Yeah, it was the Palm... The Palm... Two? Palm de Two. Palm de Two is not bad. I mean, <laughs> well, language-wise, it doesn't really make sense. Maybe by next... Maybe by the third yeah. annual, we'll figure it out. Well, it could be French, be Palm de Deux. Palm de Deux. <laughs> palm de Deux. Uh, yeah, uh, the the golden the golden two thousand two. I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, you guys need some kind of like trophy to send to these like studios. Yeah, to see what happens. Like, to what it. the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is a copy of Crossroads. <laughs> New Line Cinema getting something for the little things last year. Michael Bay, will, Michael Bay will get something this year. Oh, will he? Well, oh, okay. maybe. Interesting. Or, you know, maybe he's just a nominee. We'll see when we get to the, the big award. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we have a lot lot to talk about, a lot on the docket. We, we did one of these last year, and 
It was a two-parter. It was a two-parter, partially because of technical difficulties, but also it was just a really long episode. I think our longest episode, it was like four and a half hours. If you combine the two halves. Yeah. 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 But we're going to try to speed things up this year and make it a little more... Well, I definitely... I knew going into this that I wanted it to be one episode mm-hmm. so that someone yeah. could listen to it and not like have to wait a week or whatever for the rest of our discussion. Yeah. So, Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, it is a good idea. <laughs> so we're trying to make it quicker and shorter. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. <laughs> it's a good reference. Nice. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh so we wanted to make it shorter, so we thought the best uh, way to do that would be... Uh, invite a third person's <laughs> opinion? Yeah. Invite a guest. No, uh, only a group of opinions. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can make it shorter even with a third person. Well, we have, we have an outline, so we... And yeah. I have less, like, honorable mentions and stuff to discuss. Yeah. So we can, we can keep it nice and, uh, you know, on... Mm-hmm. on topic i think yeah and, and we can try and move it along i don't think we should talk about the honorable mentions too much just be like yeah, oh, yeah we, these are some other movies we can rattle them off maybe we could talk a little bit more in depth about the movies that like just barely missed the top 10 mm-hmm. that we like we're hoping would make it on there yeah i only really have a couple of honorable mentions yeah. so um moonfall yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was an honorable mention that I saw it last year, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to say it just missed the top ten would be uh, not, not accurate. Yeah I, yeah, I saw much fewer movies, I think, than even last year. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to everything I wanted to see before yeah. recording this. There's still, like, I would say about five movies that I think could be on my top 10 that would maybe push other stuff out potentially i don't know if that would happen Mm -hmm. um and i would feel better about my list if i had gotten to all of those Mm -hmm. but yeah just didn't happen yeah there yeah there were a few things that i didn't see just you know for whatever reason too busy couldn't find the time or uh wasn't on a streaming service that i currently have yeah, same here. I mean, I saw a lot of stuff. I think I saw the most yeah. of us three, but mm-hmm. that's because I watched a lot of terrible stuff as well. Uh, but yeah, there's a couple of things I wish I could get to, but yeah, yeah. I'm not spending $25 on yeah. something I might not like. Right. Uh, and I, I was just, this is kind of a sidebar, but uh, if you're listening to this and you're wondering what other episodes Travis has been on, you should listen to those, and those are Collateral Damage... Super Troopers, and... We were Soldiers. We Were Soldiers. Yeah. yeah. All good episodes. Oh, yes, we were. Yeah, the only other movie where we did a singing intro. <laughs> yeah, I had a flashback. It was, both. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> and those are all very long episodes. Pretty long. Yeah. Are they... I don't know if they're longer than... Collateral Damage was like three hours and five minutes. Unbelievable that we talked about that <laughs> yeah, that's that crazy. long. But I guess we talked about other Super stuff. Troopers was also over three hours. Well, that one we at least can justify because we did three movies. Yeah, on that's there. right. Because we did Beer Fest, Super Troopers. Or Beer Fest and Club Dread. Yeah, and yeah, Super Troopers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I was thinking before we like dive into like our top tens and the honorable mentions, we could talk just a little bit about 
the year 2022 in general, just our thoughts, what we thought about, you know, the landscape of cinema at this time, like what, what we thought about movies in general this last year. Uh, and also maybe talk about that and compare it to 20 years ago, to 2002. Mm. Okay. Because um, kind of similar... So 2022, I feel like movies were kind of... Or studios were kind of trying to rebuild the move, like the theatrical movie-going experience a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe like half-heartedly, but uh, kind of trying to do that after the pandemic, after like you know the big lockdown. Um, well, and also like there were a handful of movies that finally came out that yeah. were made or mm-hmm. were supposed to come out like two years ago that yeah. finally came out this year and kind of kind of turned. Mm-hmm. turn the industry on its head a little bit or at least kind of reignited it like there's like two big examples that i can think of yeah movies that were like made or supposed to come out a couple of years ago that ended up making a ton of money mm-hmm. that were not part of like kind of the the one like the marvel cinematic universe yeah umbrella like and those are pretty obvious those are top gun and avatar yeah both those movies made a shitload of money uh top gun was what's supposed to come out late 2020 right originally uh yeah it was supposed to come out like yeah late 2020 and then avatar was like had was like the production was shut down on that during covid right and he was forced to like film it all in like a bubble in new zealand Mm -hmm. and then now both those movies are like two of the highest grossing movies ever like in the top like 15 something yeah. like that box office wise yeah, i feel like they had a lot of like new idea type movies rather than your typical like marvel although there was a couple marvel releases there wasn't like yeah. five or six right um like normal years like next year it seems like it's going to be the year of sequel or i guess this year 2023 is like a million sequels right but there's only a few sequels and 2022 yeah like i feel like even though those movies like the big movies avatar and top gun were you know big spectacle movies i still feel like it's a step towards the direction of you know where we were before marvel took over everything i i mean i i appreciate both those movies Mm -hmm. for to varying degrees i actually it have like kind of a hot take in that i actually like avatar better than top gun Mm -hmm. uh which if you'd asked me before seeing those movies i would not have told you that uh and i I guess i have another avatar hot take coming later on this episode but uh i i think they're both like worthwhile interesting blockbusters because they they do feel like oddly reminiscent of like yesteryear blockbusters yeah they're just like these weird these weird uh like i know top gun they're both sequels obviously but Mm -hmm. like they're still this like singular vision Mm -hmm. of like in 
in Top Gun's case, it's I guess Tom Cruise is the weirdo singular vision, and obviously <laughs> Cameron's the Avatar. Yeah. But like they feel like oh, only these guys could make this movie. Yeah. Like exactly as it is. Like they weren't written in like a boardroom. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like totally. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, they both worked. I obviously they made tons of money and people people love Top Gun Maverick. I. <laughs> Yeah. was less enamored with it but I, I still get it i guess yeah i didn't yeah i also didn't love it but i like that people like it that yeah yeah, yeah I, I, had good, I had a good time in both i didn't think they were like masterpieces but mm-hmm. like they're fun movies and obviously they're better than like the fast and the fury eye mm-hmm. um, which are also just made to be entertaining mm-hmm. yeah uh i actually i i kind of have a soft i don't like them all that much but the fast and furious are kind of similar to me in that they they do feel like a little different than your average blockbuster just because they're so gonzo (laughs) and their own thing but like yeah but these are definitely like better than those movies yeah and uh yeah maybe we'll get back to something like where we were 20 years ago where back then you know, movies were coming out a lot more often and in theaters. And as we've noticed, like doing this show, like on a given release day, there'd be something for everybody. Like on one release day, there'd be like a family movie, a thriller for adults, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, an action movie for like 13 year old boys. Yeah. um, Which you just don't get anymore. No, no, no. You're lucky there's weeks that come out where nothing really even comes out mm-hmm. you yeah. know like there's there's weeks where you know you get you get one movie usually and it's mm-hmm. either of interest to you or it's not and so that's kind of the what you're dealing with nowadays if you're a movie goer yeah yeah like i canceled my movie my amc pass for like months because there was just nothing coming out that was that interesting yeah like yeah. i would never would have done that in 2002 for example if it existed like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can just think of, I mean, how many times I would go to the movies if, if we had the same release schedule as 2002, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, even if it's, even if they're bad quality, there's just, there's nothing like just going to the movies and yeah. just watching something stupid or whatever if you just want to go see something. Yeah. And especially when we were that age. But I would still go a lot if... If there were the options presented to us that we're not getting now. Right. We would go through the three movies every week. But, <laughs> yeah. like, it, I, don't, I never went through the three movies nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if all the stuff that was, really, like, released on streaming platforms came out in theaters, like, there would be, like, hundreds of movies yeah, weekly to yeah, see. Yeah, that's the thing. It Stuff like that is getting made. It's just the business model has yeah. changed so much. And they, they yeah. don't... They don't feel like spending the money or giving movies a shot mm-hmm. in theaters. Yeah. So, like, so there, a movie like, for instance, like, I, the best example that I could think of is My Big Fat Greek Wedding, mm-hmm. which is a 2002 movie. Yeah. And that movie was a fucking sensation. surprise sensation yeah. that was in theaters for, like, fucking, like, eight months or something crazy mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And it just kept making money. 
But nowadays, that movie would never even be given a shot in yeah. theaters. It would 100%. just go straight to Hulu. Straight. I was going to say straight to Netflix, but... Yeah, I mean, one. I, you yeah. just pick yeah. one. Yeah, Yeah. because I was thinking about like all the movies we've done on this show, and I'd say like most of them would have gone, like nowadays, straight to a streaming platform, like Snow Dogs, straight to Disney+. Plus. Sure. Uh Whatever. Yeah, Robert yeah. Zemeckis is making movies that just go straight to Disney Plus. Of all yeah. people, Robert Zemeckis, who made like one of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah, multiple biggest movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like studios are kind of confused now as to what should go like to theaters or to streaming. Like it's kind of. A... I mean, it's yeah. We we've talked about this a bunch of times, but it's real like feast or famine. The only movies that get made are like nothing movies that cost no money at all mm-hmm. and so it doesn't really hurt them much to put them in theaters or uh mega budget movies and it's like anything mid-budget or whatever that's mm-hmm. that's all the streaming service stuff yeah like your uh don't say a words and your panic rooms and stuff like that would just go straight to well what i will my nominee for the 2002 mm-hmm. award did go straight to a streaming yeah. service mm-hmm. and last year's winner also yeah it was supposed to be released in theaters mm-hmm. but it was also a straight to a yeah streaming service movie and my winner for the most 2002 movie of the year 2022 also went straight to streaming yeah so and i have no idea so. <laughs> what yours did <laughs> yeah oh do you mean like no idea like you didn't i, I don't know if it went straight to streaming oh, okay. i'm pretty sure it did just because not a lot of stuff came out in theaters. But. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, you know, that's how I feel about the the movie-going experience yeah. nowadays. Yeah, it sucks, because, like, I've, you know, I've seen some movies and had fun in mm-hmm. theaters and stuff, even recently, and it's just a bummer that, uh, that you're that we're denied even the opportunity to go see some of this stuff like yeah there's a lot more stuff that i would be at least a little bit more excited about seeing if if i had a chance to see it in theaters but knowing that it's on a streaming service it it kind of saps a little bit of like Mm -hmm. excitement out of me yeah for like certain movies yeah yeah agreed well should we segue into the into our top tens and honorable mentions? Sure. Let's start with the honorable mentions. Uh, yeah. We're going to work our way uh, backwards, honorable mentions, and then 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, f- well, for my honorable mentions, I don't have them in any particular order. I was just going to kind of rattle them off. And I don't know if we want to do like a couple at a time, like. Round Robin style, like I'll say two, Travis could say two. I only have two honorable mentions. Oh, so you can you can say more. Well, I think I have like ten. So oh, yeah, go for it. I mean, I could talk about a few other movies I've seen, but the only two that I like sort of earmarked for uh, were for my honorable mentions were uh, Avatar, Mm -hmm. The Way of Water, (laughs) which again. Is not a movie I expected. To, I, I don't even. I still don't even know if I like it that much. <laughs> I like it, but I don't know if I need to see it again. But like again, there's just a lot to appreciate about it. It's yeah. such a weird movie. It's so strange. Like all the like Sigourney Weaver playing like a teenage Navi version of herself is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but like again, it's just 
a studio let James Cameron make this stupid movie that exists in his head and mm-hmm. he did it and it's making a fucking ton of money <laughs> worldwide and like clearly clearly has enough of an audience and it's like yeah just this this is proof that it can work now granted not every filmmaker is going to be James Cameron not everyone's right going to be given that freedom and be able to deliver on it mm-hmm. at least in terms of bankability mm-hmm. but uh it, it's cool that that it exists is yeah. is kind of my takeaway from avatar the way of water yeah well maybe we should let more singular voices make uh like movies with 200 million dollar budgets absolutely yeah. that'd be awesome yeah. like <laughs> uh i mean there's a there's a comic book movie in my top 10 that feels much more the product of a singular vision mm-hmm. than any Marvel movie that's come out in the last like 10, 15 years, however yeah. long the MCU thing's been going. And like, to me, I don't know, it, it mm-hmm. like clearly made a big difference on the quality of it or like at least yeah. how interesting I found it. And granted, I'm not every moviegoer, but like, yeah, it just, it, it, it felt unique comparatively to like a lot of the other ones. Yeah. I, I think the reason you and I, uh, you, Dan and myself, like have such an issue with the, Mar- the Marvel movies is because they're so like kind of faceless is they're just like the whole universe yeah. is like one movie that could have been homogenous yeah it could have been made by anybody not that they're like terrible just it's like i and i honestly don't even have that big of an issue with them i don't like really want to see them my issue is more and i'm sure you're the same way is the fact that that's like our only option if you want to go see like a big action movie in theaters Mm -hmm. that's like why avatar and top gun were like interesting and exciting to me Mm -hmm. i saw both those in theaters Mm -hmm. hell Travis and I got COVID from seeing Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> you somehow didn't, yeah. even though yeah. you were sitting right next to us. I think uh, it was right next to... Oh, it was between both of you. Yeah. yeah. I literally... How did that happen? Now that I think about it. science. Yeah. Tom uh, Cruise tried to assassinate us. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> like, yeah, I saw both those movies in theaters. And, yeah, I haven't seen a Marvel movie in theaters in, like, four years now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. There's something to be said for that yeah. like i want to go see mm. big tentpole summer action movies things mm. like that yeah if you make them yeah but the problem is they're only making them in one form so yeah and then it's just kind of like all right it's not for me it's just kind of how i've sort of written them off so yeah. it's just like i just don't bother yeah uh, my other, uh, honorable mention that I had was, hold on, let me pull up my, uh, Jackass Forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried to have some fun with my list, and, like, when I think about movies that I had, like, a really good time watching, like, it's hard for me to not include Jackass. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know, those, those movies are all, like, pretty good, and that movie was pretty good and yeah had a had a blast watching it had a good time in the theater i think jackass i'm gonna say it is the best theater experience of any movie yeah it's it's definitely it, up there. it's definitely up there like uh, i think we've talked we talked about that maybe on the last yeah. time we were all on mic for this show that that is like a really good like communal theater going experience totally when, when we were younger like in high school 
we kind of like i think thumbed our noses at the jackass movies like oh so, these are like for like dumb dumb kids yeah you see like smart at least stuff. you and i i don't know about you Travis. Uh, no, no, no i, you, I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed them yeah. no you were always we, into the we jackass were, we movies. were more pretentious yeah yeah like it wasn't you know at that point never had a chance of getting into the criterion collections we were like no no yeah, exactly yeah, yeah i um, haven't seen a wes anderson movie till recently so <laughs> right, right uh but yeah back then like i thought it was for like you know it was Jocks. just like yeah like stupid like broy entertainment uh, I mean, and to be fair like we went to high school with a lot of people like that so uh, it was it was kind of like natural for us to push back against a lot of that culture because yeah. it was so like present yeah in our school and so yeah it, but yeah totally I, I i did not care for the jackass movies mm-hmm. until weirdly i like got older and realized mm-hmm. that they were just fun and <laughs> yeah. i i was i was actively like uh avoiding having fun by not mm. by not yeah. just allowing myself to enjoy them right yeah like i always liked you know a couple sketches or bits here and there in those movies and was like ah oh, well that bar was okay but it was still stupid <laughs> and then when i got older i was like you know this is like pretty good like you know it's kind of like performance art oh sort of. yeah definitely well really yeah and uh and i think more people have kind of embraced it lately as being smarter than it appears so yeah uh and that is also one of my honorable mentions jackass forever yeah that that, that was outside my top 10 um for my honorable mentions uh i'm probably gonna do some a couple ones that you i know you guys don't have on your top 10 okay because yeah. some of my stuff that just fell out of my top 10 i'm sure is on yours yeah because i have unique movie views um i'm gonna go hey, you like what you like yeah i'm gonna go with a uh, hustle the adam sandler movie Wait. basketball movie mm-hmm. i thought it was great um i mean the the basketball player never acted before i thought it was fantastic it kind of wancho hernan gomez right? yeah yeah mm-hmm. he's, I, he's I played for my favorite basketball team so i, I knew <laughs> who he was before he before uh, he acted yeah yeah uh i actually did watch that on netflix believe it or not and i th- also really liked it um and not only did that basketball player uh act in the movie but the villain or the bad guy like he's also a professional basketball player right i have no idea i don't watch basketball yeah anthony edwards yeah not is my favorite basketball player (laughs) (laughs) not that not the actor anthony edwards yeah the the basketball player if it was Uh, other anthony edwards playing basketball i'd definitely (laughs) watch that movie i would i would be there opening day to watch anthony edwards from er yeah it was funny yeah i was watching it with my wife and i was like well this guy's pretty good and i was like i wonder if he's also a basketball player he's very like naturally charismatic so i haven't seen that movie but no, I didn't know he had such a big part in it. I knew he was in it. So yeah. now, now I want to, now I want to watch it even more. Cause... Yeah, I mean, he's not like in like every scene or the majority of the movie, but he's like the, like the rival, yeah. the main yeah, antagonist. Yeah, the I'd guy, say, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's like the trash talking uh, guy from the other team, and he, yeah, he's really good, and he, you really don't like his character. Nice. But yeah, uh, and then my other one is. Uh, I think it went straight to streaming. Operation Mincemeat. Mm. Um, okay, I, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, it kind of gave me like a King's Speech feel. I mean, obviously Colin Firth, mm-hmm. but I, I overall thought it was really good. Um, I'm kind of a history buff, so 
I like that. We'll see that reflected in your in your top ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely like that one. Um, but yeah, those are my two honorable mentions. If you can you can say more by the way. Um, I just only I only set aside two for my Well, I mean I have other ones, but I mean I I know they're going to be we'll, on your list. We'll talk we'll talk yeah, about Yeah, yeah, so we're going to cover them. Yeah. I'll, I'll mention the ones that I saw that I am pretty confident you guys did not see uh because the other ones I know we're going to get into. Uh Flux Gourmet, I really liked the mm-hmm. Peter Strickland movie. Um about like an experimental music collective that does stuff with food and uh <laughs> Travis is <laughs> Travis like is he's like can I take a bathroom break right now? <laughs> yeah, no just uh, keep going, I'll be right back. For the Andrew movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I've got more like even more like hardcore art house stuff than than this on here, but uh uh yeah, really, uh, really good movie. Kind of about um, basically just about artistic differences, like being in a like if you were in a band, you might like identify more with this better, or if you were ever like part of uh, an artistic collaboration where you had differences with somebody that you were working with, you might really like get what this movie's saying. Uh, but yeah, re- really good movie and cool production design and cool soundtrack. Uh, definitely check that one out. I think I talked a little bit about it on the ch- big chill out episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is not streaming anywhere now. I think you have to. It is. It's oh, on, it is. Uh, I believe it's on Shutter or AMC Plus. Oh, okay. Yeah, check it out on Shutter. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check that. Uh, it's definitely on AMC Plus, but I think. Mm-hmm. That usually means it's on Shutter as well. So, uh, yeah, that guy's an interesting filmmaker. I like uh, uh, In Fabric a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's on Shutter. So, or you can go to a single theater in Oslo that might be showing it. <laughs> <laughs> he's English, by the way. Not, yeah, he's not. He's not like Norwegian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All of this guy's movies I like. Um, he did Barbarian Sound Studio. The Duke of Burgundy, which is my favorite, which is kind of... Some people consider it like an art house, Fifty Shades of Grey. I kind of see that comparison. Uh, all of his movies are, like, pretty fetishistic, right? Like, that's kind of Yeah, like... Yeah, like, they're kind of, like, 60s, 70s, Euro art house. Uh, you know, that kind of aesthetic. Like, they also have, like, kind of a dreamy, giallo kind of vibe... Um, th- this one's not my favorite, but, uh, still worth checking out if it, this even remotely sounds like your cup of tea. Uh, I don't think, pretty sure this wouldn't be on your guys' top, uh, but I liked the, the new Scream. It's not. Yeah. It's not my top, but I, I did enjoy it. it was yeah. Good. Uh. I didn't care for it. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I didn't really think all the stuff they did with the like the old guard, like the the former cast members like Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox and David Arquette was all that exciting, but I did like the new cast. Hmm. I thought, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. New one out next month. Yeah, it's already coming out. The Scream new one. Scream 6, right? Yeah, Scream 6. And then... 
Uh, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. I know you guys didn't see that, right? No. Actually, uh, I, no, I didn't. Of oh. course not. Why would I see that? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was really, really nice and heartwarming. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. On on the show before. Yeah. Yeah, no, I still haven't seen that. Oh, I did enjoy the menu, despite your guys' objections yeah, on the last yeah, podcast. Menu is, menu is not, uh, not high on my list. Oh, that's right. You saw it since the last time we recorded. Yeah, I think we talked about it on the Kissing Jessica Stein episode that I watched it and didn't like it. But we Maybe. talked about it more on the big chill out. <laughs> and then I think we talked about it on last oh, yeah. week's episode okay. when we did Kissing Jessica Stein. I think. Yeah. So, I, I think. I if you're know. not into shell cartoons or like erotic food cinema, yeah, I, you might like it. <laughs> I haven't seen either of those movies. And I still didn't like the menu. So I don't know where that leaves me. I'm like I'm like America's middle class. I'm just being pushed out. Uh, yeah, so I like those movies. Uh, and uh, one more um, that I for sure know that, that definitely Travis has not seen. Uh, the Tale of King Crab, which I mentioned on. <laughs> which I mentioned yeah, I don't on, think you've seen The Tale of King Crab. <laughs> which I mentioned uh, a while back on the show, I'm pretty sure. Um, which is like an Italian, uh, Italian drama. Uh, it's about like, uh, a town drunk in this Italian village who, uh, finds himself being like excommunicated, like banished from the village. And it's about his story. It's just a really weird movie with an odd structure that, um, that looks really good and is really quiet and just is a really nice looking movie. Um, yeah, I always go over quiet movies. <laughs> That's on movie, uh, currently, I believe, if you want to check it out. Yeah, movie's got a couple movies that's, that we're going to talk about, because obviously there's one big one that you can watch on there. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and then everything else, I got a couple more, but I think they're going to be on your, everybody else's top tens. Should I say them, or should I... Just chime in when you guys get to them. Nah, you can say them if you want. Uh, unfortunately, The Northman didn't crack my... Hmm. Didn't Pretty crack, high for me. Uh, yeah. Didn't it's crack it. Uh, and The Fablemans. Okay. The Fablemans is right outside of mine as well. Yeah. Those are both on my top ten. Um, Northman, pretty high for me. Um, interesting. Uh, I get it. Yeah. But I, I had I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, well, I mean, it it just like was that. Yeah, it's not like yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I know, I know you still like. Not it, like yeah. I like hated it. It just didn't quite do it the same as the others. Yeah, yeah I have Fablemans at eleven, so it just missed it. Yeah, Fable Fablemans is a very nice movie, and kind of surprised me that I enjoyed it. Yeah, I w- actually wouldn't even expected it to make my like top you know, 15 or my honorable mentions. Current Spielberg is, well, actually really Spielberg in general is very hit or miss for me. Like, yeah. So, and especially more recent Spielberg, like, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't have super high expectations. I didn't think it was going to be like dog shit or anything, No, but I just also thought it would be like it, the trailers make it look very like 
mm-hmm. syrupy sweet like eight yeah. movies grand yeah. and it's just like it's not really mm-hmm. that at all yeah it's the magic of movies yeah i'm <laughs> loving a place like, like this yeah yeah like like you're living in the stupid nicole kidman <laughs> and that that sounds annoying yeah and that's kind of like like what, something like hugo which yeah. i didn't dislike hugo but but something like that kind of a thing like, right sure like a cinema like, parody so or whatever yeah like movies are have the power of dreams mm-hmm. yeah i don't know but I mean, I, that's I, kind of like what babylon is supposed to be although i don't think any of us saw babylon <laughs> uh no maybe i'll see babylon one day but i'll I, never see that fucking I, movie <laughs> i did not see it when it's dreams i'll check it out yeah <laughs> Uh, I think that's pretty much it for my honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got The Northman in my top ten, and I also have it nominated for at least one of my awards. Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's a runner-up, It's a runner up, I think, for one of my awards, because I don't know how you guys did your awards, but I did a winner and a runner-up for each award. Uh, I came up with, like, a couple runner-ups each. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, I did the Academy and went, like, uh, about four to each. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. That's you don't, time. you don't get extra credit. You know yeah. that, right? I'm going to stick her next to my name. Yeah, I really like The Northman. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the Northman is, uh, again, a very admirable movie to me because it's, like, a, a fairly large budget, and it obviously was a box office failure. Mm-hmm. But, like, they let... A guy and like a genuine like auteur currently making movies, Robert Eggers, make like an action movie with with about like a somewhere between it's deba- it's still debated how much it actually costs somewhere between seventy and ninety million dollar movie, mm-hmm. and it didn't make it. <laughs> it didn't. It was a <laughs> failure, and they probably won't ever let him do it again. But it's great that it happened at least once, yeah. and that movie looks fucking great. Uh, it sounds great. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very, obviously very like primal. It's got some very brutal action in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love it. I will say it did, uh, it, uh, will come up in my awards later. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It comes up in mine twice actually. I forgot mm. another one. So yeah. 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 We'll discuss it more. Yeah. Uh, and also th- this is... I probably should have talked to you guys before this off mic, but I had one movie on here that is a little controversial because it was on a lot of top 10 lists for the previous year. Mm. Mm. And I was wondering if, if anybody would mind if that particular slot, I made a tie. No, that's fine. Okay. I disagree. <laughs> no, it's fine. So I guess I have 11. <laughs> Travis just picked your laptop up and yeah. threw it across the shed. And said, get out of here, you fucking freak. So I guess I have 11 movies in my top 10, but it was more so if like anybody was like, well, that's a 2021 movie. So, so is that your number is that like your number 10? Or do you, where do you have it in your list? Uh, it's my number uh, 8. Okay. okay. So you have Two movies at number the number yes. eight. Okay, okay, yeah. that's fine. If no. it's not a first place thing where everyone gets a trophy, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So it's more so if like people really wanted to be like, well, that doesn't really count. Then I wanted to make sure I had a another movie. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, should we get into our uh, our ten number tens? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? 
should we go uh, alphabetically or oldest first? Well, do um, you want to go first? <laughs> I guess I'm both. Yeah, so you're both of those. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll I'll start us off. Uh, my number ten is the Batman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a movie that I kept like kind of moving around. Like sometimes it was like almost out of the top ten, but I really wanted to uh, keep it in there because uh, I do think it is like one of the better comic book movies to come out recently and. I think I said this on mic when we talked about it, whenever we talked about it, that it just kind of reminded me of, like, a sort of like a James Elroy-style, like, crime noir movie, um, but just with Batman. Yeah, I like I liked the, the twist and the Batman mythos that yeah. it, it, it presented. I also thought it looked fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, they shot that movie in some interesting ways. They used, like... It wasn't, like, green screen projections, but they would have, like, literally, like, they would have, like, a screen behind the actor for, like, the Gotham City stuff, but they mm-hmm. nailed the lighting and stuff down so that it looks mm-hmm. way better than, like, a CGI, you know, green screen. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that movie a lot. Uh, it surprised me that it was still in my mm-hmm. top ten, because it is still in mine yeah. also. Um but uh, I, it's another movie where it's cool that it exists. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, you would think, like, studio notes might get involved. And it's like, hey, make this, have Batman say some quips, you know, have mm-hmm. it be a little more fun. Um, a little more more action sequences and less, like, Batman fucking milling around <laughs> a crime scene. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, yeah. But... You know, it, it, it is uh, the movie that it is, and uh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I think DC luckily got so desperate with how many failures they've had that they let someone make their movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they let Matt Reeves make his movie, and it was great. I, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I think when I saw it, I was like, well, I've just kind of faced the facts that all we're going to get is, like, you know, comic book movies from here on out so we just have to hope there's somebody that does like something kind of interesting with it and yeah it's just a cool kind of like procedural with serial killer stuff and uh yeah like that james elroy kind of corruption angle that i think is pretty cool um gotham confidential mm -hmm, gotham confidential and you had peter sarsgaard in there Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, I don't know if you remember this. I'm mm-hmm. sure, I'm sure maybe you do, but, um, this is another movie we all saw together and, um, uh, we saw that kind of late at night, not, not late at night, but like, we went to late. like an yeah. eight, eight, nine showing like around mm-hmm. then. And, uh, I fell asleep for 10 minutes of the yeah. movie or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, because I was tired and I had gotten off work or something. And, uh, not because I didn't like the movie, and I've watched it, like, since, anyway, so I know what I missed, but, uh, I came to, and I was like, oh, it's Peter Sarsgaard or something, and you're like, yeah, he's been in the movie for, like, the last ten minutes. Yeah, where where are you? I was like, this is his third scene. (laughs) Really gave yourself away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just, like, kind of a nice genre movie. It is, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a good Uh, one. Yeah, so that's my my number ten. Some some 
dynamite casting in it too. Yeah, and Pat- uh, and Pattinson's good. Pattinson's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is great. Uh, Colin Farrell yeah. fucking rules. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> he'll come up. Yeah, he'll come come up a lot on my list. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, I feel like there's a couple more cast members. Uh, did we talk about Jeffrey Wright? Um, no, we didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jeffrey Wright's kind of an actor that like sometimes he's a little, a little much for me. <laughs> puts maybe a little too much, too much on it. But I, yeah. I do like him mm-hmm. in the right circumstances, and yeah. I thought he was good. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, oh, right, right, yeah, right yeah, man, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right man for the job. Yep. Uh, yeah. So the Batman liked it definitely more than I expected to, and I did watch it like a couple times. Yeah. So that's my number ten. Right. What order are we going in? Uh, Just like this way, or alphabetical? I'll, I'll go next. Or, I'll go okay, next. That's yeah. fine. You can go. Uh, my number ten is Triangle of Sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a fun film. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, but uh, I thought it was really good. Good movie. Uh, not subtle. Like it's it's definitely like a another class satire movie. Mm-hmm. But um, the fucking uh, captain's dinner sequence. Oh, yeah. That whole like yeah. sequence of that movie is so funny and so gross at the same time. Yeah, I enjoyed Woody Harrelson. He was pretty funny in it. Woody's Woody's yeah. great in it. It's funny. It's fun to see him do something like that. Um, and I have not seen it yet. Yeah, I didn't think you ever yeah. got to it. I didn't know if you uh, had watched it and not met, mentioned it. But yeah, it was just something I didn't find the time to watch. And yeah, when it was in theaters, I think I tried once, but something happened that interfered with me going to see it. But uh, I do like that filmmaker's movies quite a bit, especially Force Majeure. But I think I heard that this was, like, definitely, like, more on the less subtle side of his movies. Yeah, it's not subtle. Like, you you get it. There's literally a scene with, like, Woody Harrelson and another guy debating, like, politics. (laughs) And that's, Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's that's the whole conceit of the movie in, in a conversation. Yeah. But, like... Um, it's good. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it is on my list too, so it's coming mm-hmm. up. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I liked, uh, I liked Woody Harrelson in it. I liked, um, uh, Harris Dickinson. Is that the model? Yeah. He's good in yeah. it. Um, and then, uh, I liked, uh, um, gosh, the, the the other model who plays like his girlfriend yes yeah, the one who passed away the one who passed away yeah, yeah she was great yeah she was good and the janitorial lady she's really she's good. really good she almost she almost snuck into my nominations I almost nominated her for supporting actress me too I actually I, I looked I her up to, yeah I looked yeah. her up to yeah. think about that one she's just right outside of my nominations yeah man Sounds like you should have found time to squeeze this one in before. It, it, yeah. It's a it's a long movie, but um, it's it's funny and it's, yeah, it's nominated for a couple of things. So it I'm goes gonna... by pretty quickly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have saw it. I just know people that uh, like really liked some of his other movies, like Force Majeure, that didn't care for this one as much. So I was like, well, maybe I'll wait on it. Um, but I probably should have just watched it. What I will say is that. It feels like a more authentic class satire than like a lot of that because that's a very popular genre right now. Yeah, like the whole like 
you know, eat the rich cinema or whatever, mm. and it feels much more authentic yeah. than, like, something like Glass Onion does to me. Because mm. Glass Onion feels much more hollow. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. Like, that's, that's that was my takeaway watching it, where I was like, okay, I can tell that there's more behind this, yeah. like, in Ruben Oslin's, like, mind than, right. like, kind of a epic own on elon musk or whatever <laughs> that glass onion is yeah it's not like i don't think rich people suck i'm just saying i oh, just yeah, want they, a, a they subtle totally suck <laughs> a they, subtle satire that's all yeah no they suck but yeah yeah i don't know it's just like just because they suck doesn't mean this movie has to suck too <laughs> but uh didn't didn't care for the menu that's all i'm saying <laughs> I the menu the menu is weird. I read a whole like actual thing about that, like about how it's more that's more of like an Ayn Randian. I, I don't know. It was a convincing uh, review that I read. It was interesting. They liked it more than I did, and more mm. than you did. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's a very popular genre. Um, my number ten uh, movie is Kimmy. Mm. Steven Soderbergh's mm-hmm. Kimmy. Uh, I, I kind of just uh, it was still a movie that stuck with me kind of all year. It was like the first movie that I think I watched from twenty twenty two, because it came out January last year on HBO Max, yeah. right? Pretty early on. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe February, but mm-hmm. it was the first movie I watched from uh, last year, and uh, yeah, I mean it. it it uh, it's a very fun little ninety minute ish throwback mm-hmm. thriller that you know feels very tight. It's got like a simple premise, um, but it's got enough twists and turns and you know solid. Like I think Zoe Kravitz is like a very solid leading actor. Um, can hold you know can hold a movie and uh, Soderbergh kind of is making a another stage of his career just kind of churning out these like mm-hmm. serviceable kind of movies like this mm-hmm. for streamers because like the the one he did with benicio del toro n- no sudden no move. sudden move was like similar mm-hmm. you know um very fun and i don't think they're like incredibly great movies but they're just very solid and yeah memorable for mm-hmm. me yeah uh that one ju- i didn't mention it for my honorable mentions because i thought it might come up a little later but that's another one just didn't make my top 10 but it is a pretty solid like thriller that could have very easily come out you know many years ago yeah maybe uh, even two maybe too maybe <laughs> yeah I, I, th- I thought it was a fun movie yeah. it was an enjoyable thriller uh, like you said, it was a tight 90. There wasn't, like, you weren't bored at any point during it. Yeah. Um, good amount of action mixed in with suspense. Mm-hmm. Cool to see Rita Wilson show up in something, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, uh, like, set during uh, lockdown. It was, but it was, like, not in an annoying way. Like, yeah. Like, you felt like it could have been adjusted slightly mm-hmm. to, like, make her just, like, an agoraphobe mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, specifically a COVID agoraphobe. You know, yeah. she could have yeah. just been a germaphobe, and it mm-hmm. it would have worked if you said it 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Uh, you could have just tweaked it ever so slightly. Wasn't the bubble? 
Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I that that movie you you're the only one I think that watched. That <laughs> yeah, America, do not watch that movie. <laughs> Save yourself the, two hours. The the bubble, which is a yeah. Judd Apatow movie. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Not not bubble, which is another Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. That oh. it, it threw me there for a second, and I remembered. <laughs> what specifically you were talking about. And I was like, oh, right, that movie that uh, is supposed to be awful. Yeah. Uh, Bubble is a Soderbergh movie from, like, 2005 or six. I think it's six. I think uh, is maybe the first movie to ever be released uh, on demand the same day mm. that it was released theatrically. Soderbergh is definitely a he's unique a, guy. Yeah, he's a trendsetter. Uh so that's our top tens. That's our number tens, you mean. Or, yeah, I'm sorry, our number ten. That was our number ten. Oh, uh, and then my number nine uh, is a movie that, Travis, I don't think you saw, and Dan, I think you didn't care for it all that much, maybe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Barbarian, I liked a lot. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, there was some like tone shifting and stuff in barbarian that uh-huh. i didn't completely love yeah um but i i mostly okay so my issue with barbarian mm-hmm. and then you could talk about sure. why it's good because there there is good stuff about it my issue with barbarian is kind of my issue with a lot of like newer horror movies in that they all have to be multiple genres they have to be like horror comedies mm-hmm. it's like no, why can't you just give me a solid horror movie that comes mm-hmm. out? Like, why does this also have to be, like, funny and have Justin Long saying goofy <laughs> stuff in it or whatever? Like, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I There's a lot to like about that movie. It uh-huh. just didn't, uh, I, it didn't fully land for me, is all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of liked the, the the shifting that kind of happened constantly throughout that it kind of like uh did you see the trailer travis i actually did see barbarian oh you saw yeah, it. yeah oh you just yeah. didn't didn't crack your... no it's uh it's in like kind of the middle of my list it okay didn't, uh, didn't blow my skirt up gotcha well <laughs> well uh yeah i uh uh i liked all the the tone shifts and the kind of resets that happened throughout and uh it honestly kind of reminded me of one of my favorite uh, Wes Cravens, which is the People Under the Stairs, which I don't know if you guys saw. Never saw that one. Just kind of like a really, like, screwy horror movie that, like, wacky stuff kind of happens here and there. But uh, it also does, like, a really good job of kind of escalating, like, kind of building tension like kind of in weird spots um and yeah i had no idea that justin long was even going to be in the movie before well i think i did see that i had it spoiled for me that he was in it yeah i think i saw on the imdb like cast listing that he was in it but i didn't really know that he was suddenly going to be like the star or you know like one of the main characters that it was such a pivot to his character yeah uh yeah i kind of just like that every like half hour of the movie it was kind of like a different movie sort of but also like all flowed together in a neat way and uh yeah it was just kind of refreshing to see a movie that you know you didn't know what was coming 
and you know it was also a good theater experience like the crowd was super into it and i think it made like a pretty decent amount of money it did it did it was it was kind of like a sleeper hit it was again a movie that should show studios Mm -hmm. hey release your movie in theaters Mm -hmm. you don't know what might happen and it was one of those kind of like movies that spread word of mouth like, mm-hmm. hey you gotta check out this movie and it, it ended up doing fairly well for itself so it probably it's like, cost almost nothing it like, did realistically yeah i mean horror horror movies in in general are notoriously cheap movies yeah. that's like yeah. the whole bloom house model is those movies make nothing or cost nothing and then you know have like <laughs> five million percent return on their investment because they they don't cost i mean that's an exaggeration yeah. but like yeah, that's the whole that's the whole like genre, and that's like why Shutter is so successful and has mm-hmm. so many Shutter originals because they don't cost that much to make. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and as far as like the humor in the movie, uh, kind of clashing with everything else, I thought that it uh, the first like half hour was like a like a really solid like suspenseful section of the movie and then like all of a sudden yeah you're right justin long shows up and there's like singing that stupid donovan song <laughs> yeah. uh i just thought like it was pretty suspenseful and then all of a sudden it kind of stops and you you get like that extended comedy sequence where he's like measuring the square footage of the mm-hmm. of the house which i didn't i don't know if i thought it was like super funny but i thought it was just funny that it was employed at like that spot where like things were getting like pretty suspenseful and then all of a sudden it turns into a different thing uh pretty refreshing just you know compared to everything else that's out there uh i'm really curious to see what uh he does next that is zach when i say Greger. he i mean zach Greger of whitest kids, whitest you, kids know, you know yeah yeah strange uh, that that's the most interesting part of it for me it's the whitest one of the whitest yeah. kids you know guys which is like not a show I think is funny anymore, but I did like a decade ago. <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched that show since a decade I've ago. I've tried watching it and I was like, eh, I, no, not for me anymore. <laughs> it's for 2009, Dan. Yeah. But yeah, how you said it like switches like 30 minute blocks. Like I enjoyed certain thir- 30 minute blocks uh, like, a lot and yeah. then some I didn't care for. So that just kind of knocked it down. Yeah. Yeah. I think I heard that some people didn't like really didn't like like the last half hour but uh yeah i thought it all all worked and there was like horror stuff in it and suspense stuff in it that i liked and then there was comedy stuff in it that i liked i just never felt like they truly meshed all that well for, mm-hmm. for my liking yeah I, and i one thing i did like is that they didn't really explain why the this is the spoiler I'm about to say, but why the, like, in, like, the, the inbred monster character, like, why she was a mo- like, why she had, like, powers and was a monster, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of liked that it went unexplained. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Bar- Barbarian's my number nine. Okay. Alrighty, uh, my number nine, I'm sure it's gonna be a lot higher on your guys, uh, Banshees of Insheeran. I don't think that's on Andrew's list at all. 
Unless it's tied with something. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good time. I laughed. Um, found it pretty entertaining, but it just... I've had some other stuff that I like better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, real good movie. Gleason was great. Uh, Colin Farrell was great. Y- yeah. Uh, I'll talk about it a little more, because yeah. it's pretty high on my Yeah, so. Car- Carrie Condon was really funny. I enjoyed her role. She she was really good. I didn't end up nominating her for uh, any of my, award- or my supporting actress award, because... It's like I wanted I, I, I wanted to do something a little different with my support my specifically my supporting actor actress nominees uh, and I wanted to go kind of against academy picks but yeah she would have been up there for sure yeah uh, it did it was like in my honorable mention I won't say too much bad because I feel like we're gonna talk about it a lot later but it was in my honorable mentions but the more I just think about the Colin Farrell performance, the more I just have an appreciation for that movie. Oh, we'll talk about that performance later. <laughs> uh, yeah, amazing performance, uh, and it'll come up, I'm sure. What a year for Colin Farrell. Great, oh, yeah. great yeah. year for Colin Farrell. I didn't even see After Yang, which I really want to see. Uh-huh. That's like one of the movies that I am bummed that I didn't get around to. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just the other two that I, other two performances, like, yeah. He really is, like, one of our best actors working. Yeah. I think this year really demonstrates that. Cements it for sure. He's, I think they're making a spinoff of the Batman. It's a the TV Penguin. series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, mm. he's going to be awesome in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Donkey was great and Dog were also great in that movie. <laughs> they, they got chuckles out of me. Yeah. Big year for Donkey Cinema. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's weird, right. Big but... year for Whale Cinema as well. Yeah. <laughs> There was the whale, and there was Avatar. Avatar, the whale. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got, I have like minor quibbles with, like, Martin McDonough's work, and maybe some plot choices that he makes. But, uh, but this was for sure my favorite of all his. Oh, it's the only one of his movies that's ever landed for me. Yeah, because I, I don't, I don't like in Bruges all that much. I think it's probably the best of his other movies besides mm-hmm. this. Um, I, like, don't like Seven Psychopaths at all, and then I never saw Three Billboards. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I loved I loved it. Like, it, it kind of caught me off guard how much I liked it. I didn't expect it to be where it is on my list, so. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know you did Three Billboards. I, I like that one. That's a... That's kind of a controversial movie. Some people really like it, and some people really hate it. So I've never seen it, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, no. good, good one. Yeah, that was my nine. Okay. Uh, well, my number nine is a movie that uh, we have already talked about a little bit. It's the Batman. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't have much to add. We mm. talked about it already, but. Um, good movie they'll probably make a sequel i kind of hope they don't i kind of hope it's just its own thing it, it would be nice if it was just the one yeah like they're gonna do if they do the colin farrell penguin spinoff tv series that's cool because i think that's enough of a different thing mm-hmm. but uh 
Yeah, I don't think you need to do like the Batman two with like Bar- bring in Barry <laughs> Keegan as the Joker because that's the like yeah surprise reveal or whatever towards mm-hmm. the end. Spoiler alert. I guess we should put a spoiler warning at the top of this episode. That yeah, but so, I feel like most people who care know that. Spoiler alert: Barry Keegan's the Joker, right? Yeah, most people know that. I mean, because that scene, there was like an alternate version of that scene that made the rounds on the internet a few months ago, where you actually like see him, right? Or there, not that scene. There was like a deleted scene from the movie where. Yeah. Batman interrogates mm-hmm. Barry Keegan as, as in in the, the cell, right? Joker. I think I saw that. Somebody yeah. sent it to me. So, you know, uh, like yeah, I don't know. Just a just a solid uh, solid uh, genre action movie that just mm-hmm. happens to be based on a comic book, a very famous comic book. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I I I'm not like a big Batman fan specifically, but it does seem interesting that like. It's a character that works very well cinematically, mm-hmm. so it's like the adaptations tend to be more interesting to me than like a lot of other comic yeah. book characters. Right. Yeah. Like I don't know if you could do like a a mopey Iron Man uh, trying to. They kind of <laughs> did in, in like oh, did one of three. those. Yeah, yeah, Iron Man three. He was mopey Iron Man. It's also the worst one. That was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a controversial. Yeah, people really go to bat no, for people, Iron Man three yeah. because it's a Shane Black movie. People really love Iron Man three. Some people. I'm yeah. definitely not one of them. No, I don't no, think any of us terrible. here are. Yeah. Uh, and then my number eight is, is it my turn to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is my my tie. Um, so my number eight is the Banshees of Inisherin. Okay. Uh, tied with uh, Petite Maman. Isn't that a 2021? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, that movie appeared on a lot of 2021 lists, but also like a few 2022 lists because it didn't get released theatrically until like uh, March or February here in mm-hmm. the States. Um, yeah, just a... Uh, uh, really like nice uh, like family drama uh, slash fantasy movie uh, directed by uh, Celine Siama I think is how her name is pronounced it's French I might not be pronouncing it correctly but the lady that did uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire mm. uh, did this movie it's about uh, uh uh, a woman, well, it's about the daughter of a woman who, like, recently, like, lost her, her mother. Like, her mother just passed away, and, uh, they're, like, clearing out, um, the, the mother's, like, cabin and kind of, like, going through all of her things, and the daughter kind of wanders into the woods, and this is where, like, the fantasy, like, side of the movie comes in, runs into, uh, her own mother as a child like at her like exact age so it's about her like meeting her mom when she's like eight years old or seven years old or something like that but it's just a really nice drama about you know kind of meeting your your parent where they are when they're going through a difficult situation it's just a really nice pleasant movie and it's only like 
I think 70 some minutes long. So it's a quick watch. If you're like, oh, I don't really want to watch a, like a French drama and just keep in mind it's only like 70 some minutes. Sounds like a Sandra Bullock movie in like the 90s. Uh, it does kind of sound something like The Lake House or something, yeah, yeah. but it's like far, <laughs> far more subtle than that. Does she uh, write letters to Keanu Reeves? Right. <laughs> so I think you're good to include it. I did look at some other like mm-hmm. lists where people had it, and it, it did hit the festival circuit very heavy in 2021. Yeah. And a, a lot of the critics that I saw <laughs> included, they would have seen it at festivals, which mm-hmm. I don't like when critics do that. Like, it didn't get a theatrical <laughs> yeah. release here in the States. Mm-hmm. until this year or until uh, 2022 mm-hmm. and it got released in like april yeah and, and then expanded a little in may so i think mm-hmm. you're fine to include it i uh, would say it counts but i really you know i wanted uh well i was gonna say i wanted to include banshees but i would have definitely included that otherwise you wanted to talk about the batman i would have bumped, number 10. bumped off the batman yeah. um which is one i've just been kind of like try like fighting to keep in the top 10 um Sure. Well, it's in all of our top tens, I think. Yep. Is yeah. it in your stress? Yep, and we'll hear about it later. Uh, but yeah, the, it is... Petite Mama is tied with The Banshees of Inisherin, which, as I just said, is a movie that has grown on me. Bring back nice cinema. You gotta, you mm-hmm. still gotta watch Come On, Come On, which is... Uh, in my house. Probably... Yeah. Which I borrowed from you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, which is retroactively my favorite movie of last year. Oh, okay. So it's taken my number one spot. It's the one that stuck with me the most out of everything yeah. from last year. Or 2021 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's also just a really nice movie. Yeah. And it's it's nice to watch a nice thing every once in a while. Yeah. Because we watch a lot of shit like that's depressing or... Yeah, you know, or, like or cynical, or violent, and it's nice mm-hmm. to just watch something that's like warm and makes you feel good watching it. Yeah, yeah, and Petite Mama is definitely that. Like, I mean, it's a little sad at times, but it's it's so also is come on, come on, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but I mean, that's that's part of being alive. So it's yeah. nice to yeah. yeah. I'll brighten your guys' days with Santa's with muscles and other <laughs> such picks. Uh, karate Christmas Miracle or whatever yeah. the fuck we watched. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was my number eight, The Banshees of Inishirin slash Petite Mama. Great. All right, uh, my number eight is probably, I'm probably the lowest on this movie, uh, Tar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, I did, I, I enjoyed Tar. Um, I did not think I was going to enjoy Tar. I watched the trailer. Talk tar. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the trailer and I was like, there's no way I'm going to like this movie. This is an Andrew movie. I, <laughs> I, I watched the movie and I was like, no way Travis is going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, I thought Kate Blanchett was amazing. Uh, um, she is. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to say it now. She's obviously the best actress. Oh, yeah. Winner. Uh, she is my winner. Yeah. There's yeah. no yeah. fucking there, competition there's, for her. There should be a riot at the if, Academy. If she doesn't win the Oscar, it, it's a fucking bunk award. Yeah. Like it, In my opinion, no other option. No. Um, I did, I, okay, I, I will spoil, there's two awards, mm-hmm. Best Actor and Best Actress, where I didn't even list any other nominees, mm-hmm. because the, to me, they're clear-cut, yeah. obvious winners for their, yeah. their respective category. Everything else... I presented some other options, or at least alternative winners. Yeah. But but Kate Blanchett is so obviously the best actress from last year, and probably several going back several years. You can yeah. go back. Uh, classic performance, 
classic character. That's that's Lydia what Tar, baby. Lydia Tar, yeah. yeah. Like when I got the list of our categories, I the first one I wrote down was Kate Blanchett Tar. Yeah. And I just highlighted it's, that and went the, about the rest of the categories. Yeah, it's very easy to just put, <laughs> plop that down and yeah. move on. You're like, alright, well that one's done. I mean, like, how good is the scene where she's fucking uh, talking to that poor college student? Oh, God. That's so good. And that scene is so good, and that kid is really good in that scene, too, Mm -hmm. because he's, he's, like, doing the leg shake, like, the nervous Uh tick, and Mm -hmm. you just feel it, and it ratchets up tension, even though it's it's just a fucking lecture hall Uh or whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it's like, it's almost like you're watching one of those stupid, like, viral videos of, like... Conservative lecture owns SJW college student or whatever that would go on, you know, go viral on like Twitter or something. It was like, like the yeah. beginning of the newsroom that like Jeff Daniels speech. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. No. When the someone I, like why is America the best country and he I rattles do. off this long. Yeah, monologue. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was surprised that this movie kind of like had the the pace and the beats of like a thriller. Yeah. But it well, it has some like kind of like horror reality. Or yeah, like, you know, I don't know. It ha- it has like the feel of a horror movie at times. If yeah, that makes any kind of sense. Uh, it does, and I'll, I'll get into it later because it's gonna rank yeah, fairly, yeah, fairly high on my list. But uh, it's interesting how many different uh, like takes people have on this movie, like different readings of it. Like mm-hmm. uh, there was like I think I could be wrong, but in the New York Times, uh, there were two different. Uh, analysis printed that uh, focused on that scene, the Juilliard scene, and the two writers had like a completely different take on it. A lot of people think it's like this, like anti-cancel culture, yeah, like movie, and it's like, how do you watch this movie all the way to the end and think that it's saying Lydia Tarr got a bad rap? (laughs) It literally, the end of the movie is like making fun of her downfall, like. (laughs) yeah i don't get it but Uh, it's always interesting when movies can read differently i although i don't see all of the right other yeah i I didn't read that article but i think it was something to the effect of like yeah you see cancel culture is real and we love like we should be on lydia tar's side (laughs) yeah she's a fucking awful person in this movie (laughs) she's terrible yeah terrible but fascinating character oh yeah uh, yeah, so I support you having Tar on your yeah, top Yeah, it made it. Travis can talk Tar. Right. <laughs> uh, that's a little Meet the Parents uh, joke from uh, before we started recording. Uh, my number eight is The Fablemans. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, very solid Spielberg movie. Um, very interesting kind of like uh, familial drama. Uh, gets weirdly, like, um, gosh, it gets weirdly, like, sexual with, like, his mom and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, it's, it's a, it's an interesting, uh, tone that it it kind of strikes at times. Like, the scene of him, like, filming his mom, like, dancing, and it, Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's, it's odd. It's a little prickly. It, yeah, but it, it doesn't sound like it would work well, but it does. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, a, a nice movie. Uh, the kid's very good in it that plays Sammy for most of the movie. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Dano is very good in the movie. Very like understated performance. I think Michelle Williams. I know is getting like a awards attention. I don't love her performance. Yeah, she's I, the one that's going like it's a little big. Yeah, yeah. I uh, liked her performance. I thought it was I, good. I also liked it, but it yeah, I could see how one would think it might clash with a little bit of everything else that's going on in the movie i mean i think it's all purposeful i yeah. will say that like i think her performance serves a purpose i just don't know that i would single her out as being like oh that's what i want to like mm. award from this movie yeah i think her character is meant to be pretty like manic obviously right mm-hmm. um but i i don't think of it as being a great performance i think a a more serviceable performance but i do Mm -hmm. like the movie a a lot um Mm -hmm. uh, yeah found it found it very enjoyable um very and it you know it's one of those movies very memorable too like Mm -hmm. scenes from it have stuck with me since we watched it because we all watched it together yeah and uh yeah yeah i didn't expect to like it really as much as i did but yeah I, i liked it quite a bit and it did get more interesting i thought as it went along like i think when it started uh it kind of felt like it was going to be a more traditional like biopic kind of a thing like oh it starts out him going to the movies and his mom's telling him like oh movies are what dreams are made of or something like that yeah yeah it's <laughs> like, like movies are dreams I'm that's like, where i saw my first movie yeah and that's when i knew i was gonna be a director <laughs> he's just making train movies <laughs> yeah and, but yeah. but then like pretty quickly i think it starts getting like a little more interesting and a little more complicated and i think you realize there's more to each character than you know you you might get from a standard biopic um and seth rogan's good sure yeah yeah uh he didn't get nominated for anything right no yeah it's cool to see him i feel like you haven't seen seth rogan in very much lately he's kind of Taking it feels like he's taking a step back from Hollywood a little bit, right? So it's cool to see him, yeah, come you know, back with some more good, yeah, low key dramatic. I guess what was like the last Seth Rogen thing, like uh, the like Charlie's Theron long like, shot, present, yeah, long yeah. shot. Oh yeah, was that kind of like the last fun. one? Yeah. I never saw. Yeah, it. I saw uh, that. It was that okay. Pre-pandemic, I yeah. think that was yeah. another uh, Jonathan Levine movie, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Didn't Judd Hirsch get nominated for this? Judd Hirsch got some award attention. But yeah. he's like hardly in it. Which he, I but he does odd. have a good. He's good. One it is. Scene. It is a good one. He's scene. good, but he's yeah. like in like. That's almost seven minutes of it. That almost if if there were more of those types of performances every year, that'd be a, <laughs> another good category because they're not even really a supporting, but they like they show they show up and they just kind of like mix everything up for one uh-huh. really good scene and then yeah. leave like. But it's kind of cool when an actor can do that and yeah. make an impression on the whole movie, even though they're only in yeah. one scene. And The Fablemans has two of those scenes, where it's one actor who shows up. And oh, and it's that that is my, besides Tar, my other favorite ending to any yeah. movie this year. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh, I mean, I, we gave a spoiler warning at the top, so yeah. we can just say we it. We can say it. Spoiler alert. But David Lynch as John Ford is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so yeah. cool. Uh, and, and he's so fun in, in that little scene. Yeah. Because he's unabashedly just David Lynch. Like, uh, it's hard for him not to just be David Lynch because he sounds the same. Where he's like, 
if you've ever watched his like weather report thing, have you ever seen either? Have you ever no. seen that? He's just like, it's a Tuesday, <laughs> and he and, and he just kind of like yells, and he's like, it's raining, and it's a Friday, and like. I remember when they used to play that on Indy 1031 yeah. back in the late 2000s. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, like, the whole John Ford scene, that's, like, a short film in and of itself. Yeah. And it's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I didn't recognize him right away when he walked in. I think I I was like, who is that? Is that, I think I said, is that, like, Max, Van, Max von Sydow? <laughs> <laughs> He's not with us anymore, right? Is Max von Sydow still alive? No, yeah, he died, I think, well before this would have gone into production. Yeah. He's been dead for three three years, four years, perhaps. But, uh, yeah, David Lynch, really good in that one scene. Yeah. Uh, I knew David Lynch was in it, um, but I didn't know, like, to what extent. And, mm-hmm. and, and I watching it i sort of just forgot about that he was supposed to be in it mm-hmm. at any point and then yeah and then we got to the end of the movie and i, I like again i i forgot that he was ever even supposed to be in it so i i wasn't like looking for him and then yeah and that scene happened yeah uh so that was our number eight eight, eight. correct yeah. Yep. uh yeah so then uh my number seven this is a movie that i don't think you guys have seen um, and it's a movie I talked about before on the podcast, but, uh, it's called Intragalde, which is a Romanian film. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen it, but Travis has definitely not seen it. Uh, it's, uh, it's like a, like a, th- like a dark thriller, uh, thriller slash, uh, dark comedy. It's about, like, some humanitarian workers in Romania who are delivering like medicine and food to like a, a Transylvanian like village mountain town. And, uh, they experience some car trouble and they pick up a, uh, like a hitchhiker. Who's like this old, like this confused old man who is making things like more complicated th- that they have to like take him around the town and, you know, have to convince him to like come with them and uh it's just like pretty uh pretty suspenseful and kind of like anxiety inducing um but it's also like kind of a dark comedy because it's it's kind of looking at these humanitarian workers who are like kind of bougie and they're like examining it's like examining why they're even doing what they're doing, like why they're even like trying to deliver aid to these people. Like they don't maybe not even really care about what they're doing. Uh, just a really interesting movie. And uh, it's got one actor that will actually come up later on in my awards section. Uh, it is on movie, I believe, currently, if you want to check it out. All right. You guys still awake? Uh, what was that? I just heard something about a Romanian tour guide. Uh, Intragalde is that movie. That's my number seven. All right, uh, my number seven is Nope. Mm, okay. Um, had a really good time. Uh, I thought the uh, like I like the little like Jordan Peele like mm. I don't know. I just enjoy Jordan Peele films in general, but like his like unusual horror films he's been able to. Mm-hmm. 
do with a big budget and mm-hmm. and uh, great performances by everyone. Uh, I like spoiler alert the little like fake out with the aliens with their little kids kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole like chimp aspect was interesting and how they yeah. weaved everything throughout. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we all saw this together, and it was a m- movie I was a little uh, muted on. I think when we first saw it. And I think a lot of that maybe had to do with the projection or the quality of the, like, the screening where we saw, like, the theater. But I saw it a second time in IMAX, and it, like, like, I pretty much, like, loved it from then on. And I've watched it one more time since. I've seen it three times now. Uh, So it's going to rank higher on my list for sure. But, yeah, liked it a lot. Yeah, I also really, really like it. Um... Yeah, uh, Jordan Peele's another. We've talked a couple of times about like, like someone, you know, like an auteur being able to make like a big budget movie or whatever. And like Jordan Peele is, is is another director that like is getting to do it. Mm-hmm. And so maybe maybe it's coming back a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's more in vogue than than we're giving it credit for. But like, Jordan Peele uh, has now gotten to make three, you know, three movies. Well. I don't know, Get Out was kind of a trial run for it, but, like, mm-hmm. Us and Nope, you know, he, he's got the full backing of the studio mm-hmm. to make make something that is unabashedly, like, weird and mm-hmm. interesting. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's great. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's great. These were profitable, right? I, like, I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure he's all, been making good money. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. that, yeah. Green talks. Yeah. Yeah, because Get Out, uh, like, it was, you know, obviously, like, an interesting movie and had a lot of subtext to it, which, you know, would then, people would, like, pick up on and be like, oh, like, thrillers and horror movies need to be, like, about something, like, mm-hmm. beneath the surface. But that, I think, was the most, like, crowd-pleaser of his three movies so far. Like, yeah. the most kind of conventional that people really, like, like, crowds flocked to see and were really... It was the most accessible, I think, of the three, and they progressively got more uh, difficult to kind of unpack, like, what they were really about. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad that people, like, are going to see them, mm-hmm. for sure. And it will definitely come up later on my top ten. Same. Uh, all right, well, my number seven is another movie we've talked about, uh, Triangle of Sadness. Don't really have a lot to add. We already discussed it uh, when Travis brought it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, good movie. Check it out. And yeah, I should, I should and see it. <laughs> uh, I will see it. Uh, I'll definitely make the time. Yeah, I'm not really sure why I didn't watch it when I had uh, COVID. I think I just chose like maybe a Claire Denis movie that didn't even end up cracking my list. Didn't you watch like two Claire Denis movies? Didn't you watch, I did. Like, I did watch them? both. Yeah, both both of them. I liked the performances more than the movies. They're they're good, but didn't end up cracking the top twenty. Right. All right. Number six. Uh, number six for me is a movie that uh, I think you guys saw, but I think I like more uh, is X Ty West's X. Uh, just a 
a really solid slasher movie that I had a good time with. And uh, I know the common criticism for his movies is that they, the slow burn buildup is maybe a little too slow and it takes a little while for the action to get going. But uh, I really like that in his movies that you kind of soak in the vibe a little bit before people start getting killed. And I think when they do in this movie, it's, the kills are just, I think, really well executed and photographed. And there, there's one in particular that is uh, filmed, like, in front of these, like, uh, like outside in front of these, like, red headlights. And I just think that's one of the more striking images I've seen in, like, a horror movie recently. Uh, and yeah, I dug all the kills and had... Uh... Oh, here's my question for everybody. How do you pronounce... Uh... Is it Kid Cootie or Kid Cuddy? Cuddy. 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 Because I know a lot of people say Cootie. Who? Yeah. Like six year No, not. (laughs) I know you're thinking, like, what are they, like, really old or really young? But no, I've heard, like, people my age say Cootie. If someone said Kid Cootie to me, (laughs) I'd punch him in the face. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) You say, you sure, too? (laughs) (laughs) You sure? (laughs) That's German. German, not sure. (laughs) Usher. Usher. Uh,. But yeah, he was good, and I I liked everybody in the movie. And uh, Brittany Snow, I thought, was really good. As yeah, well. yeah, she was good. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a different performance that I've ever really seen from yeah. Brittany Snow. And uh, Martin, Martin Henderson. I think all the cast, yeah, are cut was, above for like it was like a kind of like an interesting kind of shaggy cast. Like none of yeah. them, none of them are like actors that you'd be like, oh, they should be in movies nowadays. They were, yeah, they were in movies like. 15 years ago yeah or like the early 2000s no oh okay is that a uh no that's not really like a it could be though like yeah if if you a kid cutty aside Mm -hmm. if you told me like britney snow and martin Martin Henderson Henderson. were in a horror movie in 2002 i'd be like oh all right yeah Yeah, i guess or like 2005 or six yeah maybe be more more like it but yeah yeah uh and Martin Henderson looking a lot like McConaughey in this movie. Yeah, what do you think of Pearl? I didn't see Pearl. Pearl, uh, I didn't qu- quite like as much as X. I thought it was maybe like a little more on the, the serious side. I did actually like it, and I thought Mia Goth was really good, but uh, it was like a little less of a horror horror movie, I thought. And was more about like, you know, her character and lengthy monologues and you know it was fine I, I i enjoyed it but i i prefer x i liked x quite a bit yeah i didn't see either of those i meant to see x i wasn't too interested in pearl but i'll have to get to it well, yeah it's a trilogy it's gonna there's gonna be a third oh okay yeah i i saw x but not pearl i, th- I thought x was okay pretty good yeah i i don't know if it deserve if it needs to be a trilogy i think it's fine if it's just the one movie but i'm curious to see what the third one will i be. mean a lot of people do really like pearl so and then it definitely has that like kind of mia goth performance that everyone really likes about it so it's like it's interesting i guess it's an interesting idea for a trilogy i, I yeah, suppose for sure uh and she's like the best part about that movie. She she's really good. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard that's yeah. the reason to see it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that is my number six. All right, All right uh, my number six is a pirate's favorite movie. 
R R R. We'll leave that in for you, Travis. Yeah. We won't cut uh, that out. He's like, why would you cut that out? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> People stealing the jokes. Um, but yeah, uh, R R is fantastic. Uh, I was really hesitant about the runtime on a like foreign film, like Bollywood type film. Um, but it was, it was fantastic. Uh, it was very entertaining. I had a lot of fun. I laughed at points. Um, a lot of great action, uh, fun soundtrack. Um, that'll come in later. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very fun. Uh, I did not see it before. Fucked up. Before this episode. Our, our, our fucking rule. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It's so yeah. fun. I, I tried, but it, uh. I just—it was the runtime that was a holdup for me. I hear you, but if you—and and I get it because that was the reason it took me as long as it did mm-hmm. to get me to watch. Because I just watched it like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Um, it is very breezy for a three-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, very I, I, seldomly did I look at the you know, the time or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 it moves very quickly. Yeah, I didn't take any breaks or anything. Like, I thought I was going to, like, oh, I'll split it in half or something. Yeah, I just Same. straight through. I thought, you know, and I, I had a good time. It's... It takes, like, 40 minutes to get to the title card of yeah. the movie, which is funny. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a blast. And, it, you know, it's, it's very fun. It's very, like, over-the-top... Um, and if you guys want to veer into spoiler territory, not like super spoilery, but if you, if there's something you want to like talk about that you're worried about me like uh, being spoiled, not really. there's not yeah, too maybe. much. I mean, it's very anti-colonialism, so mm-hmm. it has like, in my opinion, cool politics oh. to see in. Like, it's very like anti-English, so th- I would say, I would say if I had a criticism of it, and it's not really a criticism because it kind of adds to the movie, but the like actors who play the English people in it are like all awful <laughs> because they're always like, oh, I'm an Englishman, <laughs> you yeah, know? like they're all like bad, like, yeah, <laughs> real, they, like the caricatures yeah. of English yeah. people. But it's like a it's cartoony, fun. fun movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's so, like, the whole vibe the of the movie. Yeah. yeah, so it works. I think it's a shame like they didn't get nominated for like anything in the Oscars. It's a fucking yeah. crime yeah. that it wasn't nominated for at bare minimum best foreign language film. Yeah, I think it just got like soundtrack or something or it got sound mix. Original song. Oh, song that was yeah, its yeah. one nomination, and it was for the um, the like dance number yeah. that they do at the uh, the like party yeah yeah to, and which is about what, like halfway into yeah. the movie ish um yeah i mean it, it's definitely a bollywood movie it only really has a couple of like dance sequences it's not like it's not like Roz, which we watched which had more than that yeah know? 2002's Roz. 2002's Roz. Yeah. yeah it's not gonna come up later. uh no no <laughs> Uh, no, we, we watched already, it for we this already, We already show. covered yeah. Roz once. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, our, our fucking rules, and it's coming up on my list. Yeah. Uh, well, if it gets a screening anywhere, we should go see it. Like it if, would be, it's a movie I watched, and I wish I had seen it in a crowded theater, because yeah. I have heard that it plays extremely well with that, like a, a decent yeah, crowd. I heard the same thing. So, I mean, it seems like it would get 
shown around here at some point. There's a yeah. like a, a Bollywood like type theater around here. Yeah, I've been to. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll look in to see Not if there's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a deep reference for locals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll see if there's a screening coming up, because I would like to see it. It, it was shown at Grauman's, the Chinese mm-hmm. theater, and it yeah. sold out in, like, two minutes or something oh, like wow, that. Yeah. Oh, wow. But also, like, the director was there oh, and stuff, okay. so yeah. I'm sure there'll be other screenings that yeah. are not quite as, like, hot, yeah. hotly attended, but, yeah. Yeah. And I'd like to see it in a theater, so I wouldn't get, like, distracted by responsibilities yeah yeah yeah. that's another thing with a three-hour movie like that i imagine it is hard to always carve out Mm -hmm. that time sitting at home even if you you know you're a parent but like even like having cell phones or a spouse or you know like just all sorts of things yeah, the, and and that's not to make, that's not to make it sound like a spouse is a burden. I don't, <laughs> I don't mean it's not like that. But you it's just heard like, it here, folks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but it's just like you know, like it it can be hard to concentrate for three straight hours yeah. sitting at home with any number yeah. of other things going on and people yeah. around you. I just pictured your newspaper headline tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> Dan canceled. Uh, Dan joins Lydia Tar in uh, Thailand for. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah I yeah. will see RRR at some point. But yeah, that was my number six. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number six is Nope. Mm-hmm. Just discuss. We just, we keep we yeah, keep doing this with some movie. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense. I mean, we're gonna have a lot of yeah. A lot of the rest of these are gonna appear on. I'm I'm trying to save like a little bit of some of these movies to talk about, like when they come hit. Up on yeah, come up online. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nope is a movie I nominated for a few different, uh, things, or possibly even gave, um, awards to. Uh, yeah, uh, I love that you can read it in multiple different ways. Um, it can mean different things to different people, even though I can, I, and I can see clearly, like, all the different sort of theories on, like, what it's mm-hmm. actually about. Or, um, great great cinematography um uh a fun uh this is just i don't want to get too into it because we'll talk about it later but a fun unearthing of of character actor that is kind of forgotten about and he's very good in the movie um i I might have who you're talking about on one of my nominations yeah perhaps yeah yeah i might too (laughs) um yeah great movie um and also a movie that like not a lot of movies truly benefit from multiple viewings like you said but Mm. this movie really does yeah kind of you 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 get to enjoy certain other things about it that Mm. maybe you don't didn't pick up on or couldn't concentrate on the first time and also, I just love that it uh, references Fry's Electronics, a store <laughs> yeah. that will always have a soft spot in my heart. R.I.P. Fry's. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. And I would definitely say if you if you saw it once and you were kind of like, if you felt mixed on it or you were like, well, I don't know how I felt about like this aspect of it or like I didn't love it, but I kind of liked it. I would say see it again for sure. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's definitely a movie with like a lot to unpack and a lot to read into and i mean not only is there a lot to like kind of dig into underneath 
you know, underneath the movie, but it's also just a pretty service, like, a, not serviceable, it's a great, like, blockbuster. Yeah, uh, and if you have the ability or capability, um, it's a great 4K UHD mm. disc. Um, it would probably be my, if I, if we did, like, a home video uh, of the year award, it would be probably my, my number one 4K from, yeah. from uh, 2022 films, because... Not everything on my list got 4Ks or good mm-hmm. Blu-rays, uh, but the Nope one is very good. Yeah. Looks great. Nice. Especially uh, since we saw it in kind of a, a subpar uh, AMC projection. <laughs> yeah. So. AMC gets a big thumbs down for me for that uh, that first uh, screening. Yeah. I saw it after that at an IMAX and com- almost, almost completely different experience. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Nope. Pretty great. All right, top fives. All right, we're in the top five. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, my number five is After Yang with Colin Farrell. Yeah, I wanted to see it and didn't didn't get around to it. I have seen the cre- opening credits multiple times. Yeah. They're very, cause they're very memorable. Right. Yeah, very, very fun opening credits. Uh, not really an indicator as to like, yeah. what, like what the rest of the movie will be. Yeah. Because it's like a... A fun, like, almost... It's like a all the characters in the movie playing this, like, kind of DDR game right in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, including uh, our boy uh, Clifton Collins Jr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I didn't know he was in it until I watched yeah. the credits on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but, it, it yeah, it's... Once you get into the movie past the credits, it's nothing quite like that. It's a more quiet family drama uh more what you'd expect from koganada right it's it's a like sci-fi family drama okay i I didn't see it and i've never even heard of it (laughs) (laughs) well you can borrow if you want i have the blu-ray i can let both of you you guys borrow it uh it's uh, about uh a family where it's not like explicitly said that it's like divided but you can kind of tell that you know, the husband and wife aren't super close, and maybe the, the child and parents also aren't super close or on the best terms or kind of, like, distant from one another. Um, it doesn't quite get into what life was like with the family before the movie starts, but um, when the mo- you get into the movie, the, uh, the family uh, robot has started to dysfunction um and it's a sci-fi movie so it's set like in the distant or the near future where you know families have like home robots and uh this particular family has a robot named or an android named yang who starts to malfunction uh and you understand that the the daughter is like super close to the android and is upset that he may not be around anymore um and it, it's just about Colin Farrell, who's the dad, trying to get it repaired and trying to mend fences with his family. And it's very quiet and very, uh, I would kind of compare it to like ambient music almost, like new agey <laughs> music. I was picturing Sixth Man, so. <laughs> Nothing like Sixth different. Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the basketball movie? 
Oh, it's the uh, Arnold one. Oh, the six, six days. days. Six days. Yeah, I thought you were yes. talking about the basketball. No, one. no, not the basketball. The ghost Marlon yeah, Wayans no, basketball not, movie. Oh, so you're yeah. thinking of Simpal Cindy? Yeah, yeah. Simpal Cindy. Kind of like Simpal Cindy, I guess. It's definitely uh, not the, like the sixth man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is another one that that is more like on the just really nice, nice side of things. Um, and yeah, a lot of good performances including clifton collins jr uh i feel like if it got released later in the year it would have been more talked about probably yeah it was Uh, a movie that kind of got uh released like in like april or may or something like that yeah i want to say like march or april so so there was a good colin farrell performance at the beginning of the year in the middle of the year and then at the end Really only one movie, and it, I don't think it's a movie that is on any of our lists, so maybe we should get it out of the way and just kind of talk about it for a second, mm-hmm. um, because people will be mad if, oh, if we don't bring right. it up. I forgot about uh, this. Is Everything Everywhere All at Once, and that's <laughs> yes. really the only movie that kind of had that like long staying power. Yeah. And I actually, I haven't seen it. Well, none of us. None of us have it. I don't no, think none, none of us have seen it. Yeah, okay, you didn't even... I no. thought you saw it, too. I was going to try, but then I was like, it's it's expensive. And then I saw <laughs> it was by the Swiss Army Man guy, and I did not <laughs> yeah, want to so do I don't, myself. I don't like the Swiss Army Man, either. Um, uh, now, it's a movie people feel very strongly about, yeah. so I, I wanted to bring it up. Because it's a movie that people have really attached themselves to. Yeah. And, and that's great. I haven't seen it. I don't know that it's... I'm sure it's, like, good. I just... Same here. I'm a little concerned because sometimes if you go online, you see someone say they don't like it, and, like, on Twitter or whatever, and granted, (laughs) who cares? It's just Twitter. (laughs) But, like, people, like... You've got, like, 40 people that are calling them, like, media illiterate or whatever for not liking <laughs> one movie. And it's just like, all right, that's that's a little strong. And it's just like, oh, you don't know cinema or whatever. And it's just like, calm They're down. Like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And it's just like... I, like, why don't you go watch Transformers, yeah, asshole? Yeah. And it's just like, what are you talking about? So, it's a... I, maybe that's part of why I haven't gotten around to it, is because yeah. I'm just wary. And I, I'm sure... That, I know that there's going to be things about it that are good. Like, I'm sure Michelle Yeoh is very good in it. Um, she's usually good mm-hmm. in movies I've seen. Uh, I, I was going to bring that up when we were talking about how uh, Kate Blanchett is like the obvious winner for yeah, Tar. Michelle yeah. Yeoh could be the the the, the runner-up, or maybe even win. Um, I don't know. Because she's I, like the other... She's the other option. Talked about yeah. option. Yeah. 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 And so I guess that didn't even enter into my mind because I haven't seen it. But right. I, I, I did think we should like at least mention... Yeah. Like, because people people do feel very strongly about yeah. it and if we if we did this whole show without even mentioning it at all people would be like wait what you guys yeah. don't know cinema yeah, yeah. Uh, trust us some of us watch movies with about shells with eyes on them we know some cinema people also really like that movie <laughs> they do, Jess, they yeah, do. Yeah. uh yeah i mean i uh i didn't see it during its first run because i just couldn't find the time and then yeah, I guess I also wanted to wait for the dust to settle, just because people were so, so passionate about it, and it's just it's very like maximalist looking, mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Which is not always my thing. Sometimes I think it's mm-hmm. cool and fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. Like, I don't... Travis mentioned Swiss Army Man. I, I didn't care for that movie mm-hmm. at all. I know, again, that's another movie people liked a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I just... Not yeah, I didn't really want to see that one. And then uh, they did the... Uh, the Daniels, they did the Turn Down for What music video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which I've seen, you know, when I go to, like, Dave & Buster's or... I mean, that is a very that is a very <laughs> wild music video. <laughs> Have you watched it recently? Uh, I re- recently, no. Not I like, watched it, like, a month ago. So I, I've seen, I've seen it in the last couple of years. Okay. Yeah. But it is a wild video. Wild music video. Uh, I mean, I guess it is, like impressively oh maybe? yeah yeah for sure i mean i think it's a good video but it's also only three minutes long <laughs> very yeah very very horny nasty video but <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah uh yeah so i don't know i guess i guess that was my opportunity well since you brought up a movie that also came out earlier uh, on earlier in the year, in the year. yeah yeah so just uh, just yeah. to nip that in the bud that we yeah. don't have anything specifically against that movie. No. we literally haven't seen it. Yeah, it just happened to be three people who did not like the get a chance to see people. it. It's yeah. not streaming anywhere, so yeah. it's on Showtime. But like, who has yeah, fucking Showtime? Showtime? I don't. I don't have Showtime, yeah, and no. it's also one of those streaming services that I don't think I know anybody that has. So I, I can't buy it. Actually, either. so I guess I have the least excuse. My dad has Showtime, so I mm. can log into my dad's thing. So you just don't know cinema. Yeah. I just yeah, don't, yeah. I just don't know cinema. I mean, so Showtime has a deal with A twenty four, so all the A twenty four stuff goes okay. to Showtime for at least a while because they had After Yang for a long time, and now After Yang's not on Showtime. Mm. But I think everything everywhere all at once is still on Showtime. Yeah. I think Nicole Kidman is ashamed of you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll make it up to her later in the show. <laughs> Uh, so now we're on to the number of fours. Is that uh, no? That was just that was your, your number five. five. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. This is Travis's number uh, five. No. My number five is a movie we all watched together. I loved it. Uh, the outfit. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Fun. Yeah, that's yeah fun. I actually almost forgot about it. It was so long ago that we watched. Yeah, it. like uh, like after I had no idea what it was. Um, uh-huh. So it was completely blind for me, and I absolutely loved it. Like I went home and bought it. Like nice. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Uh, Mark Rylance was amazing um it felt mm. like a play kind of like it could yeah. be like an amazing i don't know if it is a play but it could be an amazing play because it takes place in like a little like, one location yeah i think we location. talked about yeah. that yeah on our when we talked about it that it felt very much like a play but yeah like yeah i yeah. don't think it is because i think i looked it up but it it could be does feel like <laughs> yeah. One. yeah yeah um so many amazing performances and yeah i just it's my kind of movie yeah, and also also the kind of movie that doesn't really get released too often in no, the, yeah. theaters, like, you know, an adult drama like that. Yeah, like a suspenseful, mm-hmm. but still fun and entertaining, didn't draw out too long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, any movie where you got Mark Rylance as the star, I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Mark Rylance is awesome. I have Mark Rylance in my uh, nominees for something mm-hmm. else, not even for this movie. And, uh, yeah, I love him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I had a complaint about that movie, it's just, like, that it maybe didn't look super it, cinematic. Like, kind of looked like prestige TV more than, yeah. like, a movie you'd see in I theaters. Thought, yeah, I agree with that. 
but uh, no, but yeah, Rylance is great. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. it. It was a movie that was in my top ten for a lot of the year. I mean, because I didn't see a lot for a long time, but like, it's still pretty high on my list. It's just outside. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, good movie. Yeah, I wish we got more stuff like that in theaters, just like a movie for adults, grownups. Yeah, they had two of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Grown-ups. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> anyway, um, my number five, uh, I finally get to talk about a movie uh-huh. for the first time that hasn't been brought up yet. My number five is Park Chan-wook's uh, Decision to Leave. Uh, very good movie. Uh, very, um, another movie that it's not a big movie, so it wouldn't be part of the conversation we had earlier, but a movie that feels very much a product of its filmmaker. He's mm-hmm. a very... I, I think he's a one of our better directors that, that's working mm-hmm. these days. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's like a weird... Proceed, it's kind of like Memories of Murder. I don't want to just draw that comparison because it's two famous Korean filmmakers. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's kind of a procedural and it's also kind of a, a weird romance like a bizarre romance. yeah it's kind of like a hitchcock thing it's sort very of. hitchcock yeah yeah uh really good um mm. it, it i found this on the web found what on the web yeah <laughs> uh, it um it it, it feels it's a little like it's a movie you have to pay pretty close attention to because they throw a lot at you, mm-hmm. like a lot of like subplots and, um, like he does a lot of like, sort of like augmented reality kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. because the main character has like sleeping issues and stuff, yeah. and all of a sudden he's like in the scene, but he's not actually in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like watching from outside her apartment and all this stuff. Um, but yeah, really, really good movie. Um, yeah, uh, it'll come up pretty soon on mine, my list. But uh, yeah, and and uh, the cinematography again, great, it fantastic. Was, it was it was up there for yeah. me on on the cinematography list. Um, and re- cool visual tricks I thought in this movie that communicate like interesting things about the the character's kind of psyche and uh uh and what they're like sort of what they're thinking like the uh i like the perspective of the the phone whenever they show that like the camera as if it were inside the phone yeah you just see like yeah hints of the screen you don't yeah. see like the full screen or whatever yeah cool cool visuals not like in an old like an annoying way like they they work within yeah it's not like a movie that like kind of annoys me or the two movies that kind of annoy me now because there's two of them are like searching and missing those Mm -hmm. like movies that are Uh, the cell phone desktop or whatever Yeah, yeah 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 and like screen movies yeah like those kind of inherently just kind of bug me a little bit so it's not like that but it's just little touches of it yeah throughout and it, and only only when it's like appropriate, um, it makes yeah. sense for the plot. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It fell just out of the top ten for me, but I I did enjoy it. Um, I just kind of like at times I was just kind of 
like zoned out during it. Mm-hmm. But uh, then I would just like rewind a second. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie overall. Uh, I thought uh, there's great performances in there, um, which I'll get to later. Um, but yeah, yeah, Tang Wei. Mm-hmm. Things really good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll just talk about yeah. it more because it's my number yeah. four spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I did like what you were saying that it is like a a weird romance, and it's like equal part it procedural is like weird kind romance, of longingly romantic, even though it's yeah. like a fucked up romance. Yeah, and... it works great as both like uh like a Hitchcockian procedural and like just a an odd romance. That they keep, like, each doing things to keep their relationship going. And they can only keep it going if they keep the crime going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it is kind of romantic, but in a fucked up way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Tang Wei. Yeah. R- really good in the movie. And so is he. I don't uh, remember his name, unfortunately. I should... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't remember his name either. Um, yeah, he is very good mm-hmm. in it. Um, yeah, he's great. Park Hae Park Hae Um, yeah, he he's in Memories of Murder and The Host. But I don't remember him from I, either. Movie I think he's got smaller yeah. parts in those those yeah. movies. Um, but yeah, this is that's one I wish I saw on the big screen. Decision to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do need to see it again because, like you said, there's a lot of a lot of plot to follow. Um, but I think maybe if you just want to watch it for the first time and just kind of experience it without f- trying to focus on all the little plot details, that might be the best way. And just watch it another time because I think you can really appreciate it if you get just kind of soaked into the the, and, the vibe in the movie. And you know why else I liked it? Because it made me want to rewatch Black Hat. <laughs> oh yeah, I love right, right. I love Black Hat. <laughs> Black Hat, underrated movie. Yeah, nobody saw it except uh, me in theaters <laughs> and the eight people I drug to see it. That all were really mad at me after <laughs> I took them to see it. It's just like heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I somehow convinced a big group of people to go see that, and they were all mad afterwards. <laughs> uh, but yeah, decision to leave. Uh, excellent. Mm-hmm. I do want to see it again. Is it on available on physical media? At all? Uh, comes out uh, or came out two days ago as of this record, mm. or one day ago as of this recording. So it came out on the February thirteenth, fourteenth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it just came out. It's a good Valentine's Day movie. It. I watched it on Valentine's Day last nice. night. We watched it. Yeah. Uh, wait, who put out the Blu-ray? Uh, movie. Movie. Oh yeah, I I I assume they have like a distribution partner or whatever, but uh, it's got movies logo like on the Blu-ray. Nice. We'll have to pick that up. Uh, so my number four pick is The Northman. Uh, I thought it was a great movie. Uh, super entertaining, great action movie, like big budget, as you said. Uh, Robert Eggers, they kind of let him do as he pleased, uh, which I'm, uh, they're not going to do again because they didn't make any money, but. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. I like that it's still as weird as his other movies, but, like, with more action. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And and money. Money, yeah. yeah, Budget, yeah. yeah. 
Although that's not to say I don't think his other movies like look cheap or anything. I yeah, think they. Yeah. I think <laughs> those movies had basically enough money to make them as good as they were. Like, mm. like the Witch looks fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Anya Taylor Joy, fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I really enjoy her career so far. But yeah, and uh, I have another performance from that movie that I'm going to be talking uh, about yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård just looked, like, tough in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. he looked badass. Yeah, well, he's, like, good, because he, he's good in that role, because he, he didn't have to do a whole lot, like, except be physical and right. be a, pres- a visual, yeah. imposing presence. Which he does really well. Yeah. 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 Uh, and he looked like he could really do the things he was doing in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and your are you next? Yeah, you're yeah. Number my four. number yeah. four is yeah. RRR. Oh, okay. Nice. I thought you might have had the Northman next. Uh, well, it's it's close. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually between these two, that and the Northman. It came down to Northman and RRR for my three and four spots. Mm-hmm. So I guess spoiler: Northman's my number three. But, uh, yeah, no, RRR is my number four. So, uh, great movie. You're already talking about it. Downside of top tens. What if somebody, like, for some me, reason, me going last, like, I get the... skips ahead and is like, well, let's, let me get to the top ten. They just hear you say, like, yeah, that's good. It's my number three. You know? <laughs> wow, that's all he has to say? <laughs> it's a yeah. terrible podcast. <laughs> Well, if you're listening to this like that, then you're crazy. Uh, like, I get not wanting to listen to this show, but like, yeah, listen to the whole thing. To the whole thing if you're yeah. going to, yeah. Uh, and then my number Top three, my number three is a movie that I didn't expect to love, but I did, and that is uh, Armageddon Time, James Gray's Armageddon Time. I didn't see it. Which, uh, are you familiar with that, Travis? Uh, no. Is it like a Bruce Willis? Mm-mm. No? No. Right. no, no, no. It has nothing to do with... <laughs> just, the... cut, just cut that one off at the head. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not going to let him finish that joke. <laughs> finish that joke, yeah. Nothing to do with asteroids or drillers or... Ben anything. Affleck creating a watch company after or something? No. All right. So it's a, uh... What? <laughs> Because of the time part. I, I got it. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, it's a coming-of-age movie, like, loosely based on the director's, like, childhood. It is about, like, a, a sixth grader who is kind of navigating, you know, things that he wants to do in life, like, trying to figure out uh, what he's interested in and... Uh, you know, dealing with his family, and it it touches on something that I brought up uh, when we did this last year with uh, Licorice Pizza. Uh, it, there's, like, certain little moments, like, in life with your parents or, like, authority figures or older people where you realize that they might not know everything or not, might not, like be the best person to turn to for certain things. And this is a movie that does that, like, really well, that examine those moments where you're like, oh, maybe, like, this person doesn't have all the answers or doesn't 
have the best intentions in mind, like where you maybe like start to think like, oh, maybe my parents don't know everything. Maybe this person doesn't, uh, isn't like a good person or anything like that. But it's just like a really good coming of age movie and has a really good sense of time and place and great performances all around. Uh, Anthony Hopkins in kind of the the Judd Hirsch role of mm-hmm. this movie. It's very similar to The Fablemans because it's a movie that's based on the director's childhood and it's him like growing up in a Jewish family and uh, <laughs> kind of yeah, like Judd Hirsch, yeah. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins plays like the Jewish grandfather mm-hmm. who uh, was Judd Hirsch's character in The Fablemans like of Russian descent. I believe so. Same here with yeah. Anthony Hopkins. So they're in a kind of similar role. Um, and Anthony Hopkins is really good in his scenes. Um, I didn't know all that about Michael Bay's life. It's <laughs> <laughs> an Armageddon joke. Oh, okay. It didn't go over well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, we can't all be winners. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just like one of the better coming-of-age movies I've seen recently that uh really like paints like a picture of somebody growing up through like little little moments and like little family get-togethers and small interactions uh and the kid is really good his name is Banks Rapeda a good child actor and also good performances from Jeremy Strong and uh a person that I've never really, like, thought of as somebody who was, like, a great actor or anything, but Anne Hathaway. Mm. Quite good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway's good in the right circumstances. Yeah. I think my, the biggest problem I think I have with Anne Hathaway, which I think a lot of people do, is that she's very, like, <laughs> she feels like a, a drama, like a theater kid sure. from your high yeah. school. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That got famous, and, and that is inherently... C- kind of uh, off-putting <laughs> um <laughs> even if she is in the right profession uh yeah i wanted to see that because i do like james gray's movies mm-hmm. uh, i really liked Ad astra a couple of years a few years ago mm-hmm. now um but yeah I, I didn't get around to it it was one of the ones i wanted to see and, and never never got to yeah uh one of the better like director memoir movies that i've seen it's recently. pretty funny that there's like a bunch of those. It's pretty funny that there's like two of those that are pretty yeah. similar. I mean, not like identical, obviously. The Fablements yeah. has more of the like movies stuff to it, but mm-hmm. like, in terms yeah. of like Jewish identity and stuff like that. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely those two are pretty similar. Uh, and there's another movie that I, full disclosure, haven't finished just for, you know, time management reasons but a movie called the cathedral that's currently on movie which is also about a a young boy like growing up in i believe new york in the 80s uh and it's it's based on the director's like real childhood so that's like kind of a thing lately (laughs) like these like movie memoirs uh, yeah i mean that's like what the first pizza was last year too yeah 
little bit of that and uh there's some others like the souvenirs kind of like that and i think bardo i've heard is kind of like that too and that sam uh sam mendy's one oh gosh that movie uh empire of light empire of light that movie is supposed to be not good from what i've heard from right people whose opinions i Trust. trust. Yeah. Um, I didn't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, if you told me a movie was bad, Travis, and no, I mean no disrespect, but I don't know if I would be like, okay, or... Mm. <laughs> it, it really goes, it's it's 50-50. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I totally agree with Travis, and other times yeah. I'm like, okay, well, most of the time I can mm. always see what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we've watched countless movies together. Not only in the last few years, but just in life now at this point. Yeah. So we don't always we don't always agree, but I can yeah. always see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, uh, Armageddon Time is a really good like coming of age drama. Great performances all around, and a couple of the performances I think will come up in my uh, awards section. If not winners, definitely nominees. Armageddon time. Alrighty, uh, my number three is uh, Batman, which we all already talked about. But <laughs> so, third yeah, time, yeah. <laughs> so it it was good. There you guys go. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're running out of things to say about some yeah, of these yeah, things. Some of these, yeah, I mean that's, that's my last two. You guys haven't seen, so. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, well, my number three is. The Northman, which I just said a minute ago. So, yep. and we just talked about it. So. We're really good at yeah. building to a great climax. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should save our number ones for our best picture category. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we don't. We don't reveal. Yeah, we don't reveal until yeah. until the second to last category. We'll say that second to last category. Obviously, the two thousand two awards. The, yeah, which the is the most important. The big Yeah. 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 All right, number two. Number two. Our last, our last of our list for now. Yes, here we go. My number two is a movie that almost was number one, but uh, that's how numbers. Two, work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two is almost one. It was better than three. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the the other movie that I loved this year, which I didn't love the first time I saw it, but it's Nope. Number two. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You know, I kind of, I kind of forgot that Nope hadn't come up on your list. Yeah. I'm kind of keeping mental track of both of your guys' lists. Uh, yeah. Nope. Loved it. Great. Took took a, a second try and then a third. You, you have kind of an interesting list you, this year. Uh, it's very, it's it's, it's heavy on like genre stuff as well as like more obscure stuff. Like it. Like Romanian, uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I don't mean that as like a criticism, just something I noticed. Yeah, uh, yeah, nope, excellent. Uh, and I, it, I don't know why I didn't pick it up the first time that I really enjoyed it. But now, is that your favorite Jordan Peele movie of the three? I think it's my second, so I would probably go, you know, maybe nope is my favorite, but it, nope, and us are like kind of neck and neck. Interesting. Oh, wow. So, I thought you were going to take it out. out. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, Get Out's also really good, but yeah, I like them all. Um, Interesting filmmaker, Jordan Peele. Good, good filmmaker. Yeah, and yeah, he, really cool. He just packs like so much in to the his movies, and not in like a way where it feels like kind of inconsistent, inconsistent, or like it's trying to tackle too much. Just there's all these little ideas like historical ideas and like movie easter eggs like dropped in throughout all the movie or throughout the movie but it for this it really makes sense when you think about what the movie's about like our you know our addiction to spectacle and our kind of obsession with show business and you know the victims of of that whole of show business and all that stuff uh yeah, re- really good movie, and you can watch it on that level where you really want to dig into it, or it just works as just pure entertainment, I, I think. think. I think he is, like, probably the closest thing to an heir to the Steven Spielberg throne mm-hmm. working yeah, today. Yeah, I can see that. Like, yeah. Because Nope is, like, out of all the movies Nope reminds me of the most is Jaws. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I think Jaws is like one of the best movies ever made, yeah. so I'm not going to say it's that good. But, like, that's what it reminds me of, and it makes me think of positively. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's a really... I mean, it, it's it's wild to think that where his career has come from. Yeah. Uh, like, when you really stop and think about it. If you really it, think about it, yeah, yeah, if you're like, oh, Mad TV. Yeah, so... It's cool though. It's yeah, really yeah. Cool, and I, I hope he just keeps to get keeps getting to make these things. Yeah, me too. Um, <coughs> yeah, because it it does have like a Jaws feel to it, in that it the last like act is this. Let's get the team together to accomplish this one thing. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love that one member of that team is Michael Wincott. Michael fucking Wincott. <laughs> Uh, uh, Gary Sanji himself. Gary Sanji. <laughs> uh, get him. <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 good, and it also like uh, a lot of people would maybe take this as a, a negative criticism, but it also remind remind me a little bit of Signs. <laughs> Got a throat bubble there. Yeah. A uh, little bit of signs in a good way, like because that first time I saw Signs was uh, yeah, a really a, good. That's a two thousand two movie. That's a two thousand two. Yeah. That was a really like memorable theatrical experience in mm-hmm. terms of the crowd being like really into it. Signs is a movie. I think when when we finally do it on the show, I mm-hmm. think I'm gonna land on <clears throat> positive yeah. on Signs. I've mm-hmm. kind of gone. Mm-hmm. I liked it when I first saw it, and yeah. then I kind of didn't like it the, the last time I saw it. Yeah. But I think that I'm going to like Signs when we watch it again. Yeah. But we'll see. Because the end of Signs is, like, kind of an easy target. It is. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, obviously it's got the Mel Gibson factor. Um, but, yeah. We'll, we'll rewatch it and see how we think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So you're saying yep, yep. to nope. Yep. yep to nope. <laughs> yeah. So nope's my number two. All right, yeah. uh. My number two is Prey. Mmm. That's... Fantastic movie. Dark Horse. Yeah, yeah, I've heard good things about it. Everyone really liked it. Action was great. Acting was great. 
Uh, like, it's in absolutely insane. Pretty much the entire cast had never acted before. Yeah. Like, uh, like I was listening to a preview about the, 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 the male main character. He, like, auditioned for commercials before and, like, never hit anything. Mm. Like, he auditioned once and then got a call from an agent. Uh, but the, they knocked it out of the park. Uh, action scenes are super fun. Like, cool, like, cool kills. Brings movie, the whole thing to Predator. A movie that definitely did not deserve to be treated as a Hulu original movie. <laughs> yeah, and like I'm kind of bummed because I, I, I put a thing to track if it ever has a physical release on Blu-ray.com, but it, it doesn't have anything. So hopefully it'll get a physical release. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Mean, that that's like a weird thing about a lot of these streaming movies is so, sometimes they do, but they don't always get physical yeah. releases and like. Coda, which won Best Picture last year, still has no Nothing. physical. And yeah. I'm, I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to buy that. But like, there, there's a guy that, that at least Andrew and I know mm-hmm. that buys every um, Best every, Picture every winner. Best Picture winner, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's lots of people that do that. And and you just can't buy Coda, which yeah. seems yeah. crazy to me. And it also seems crazy to me that a movie like Prey. Which is like a classic Blu-ray type movie yeah. wouldn't yeah. be available. It's a predator. Like yeah. <laughs> sci-fi fans are like sci-fi horish type fans are like the most rabid fans you're gonna get. Those buy are the, that type those of stuff. Are the people that buy movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is pretty wild. That that's not available on physical, like on disc, uh, <clears throat> and also like. Uh, uh, do you remember that movie, Beautiful Boy, the Steve Carell? Yeah, uh, that's a movie, not on physical media, because yeah, that was. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's another situation where I know somebody that's always like asking about, it, like, when that when's that gonna come out? Uh, and like, Power of the Dog, if Criterion hadn't yeah. picked it up, may never have come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, Criterion kind of jumps in and releases yeah. some of the like highly regarded ones, like Sound of Metal, never would have gotten a release probably right. yeah. for them. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna pick up Prey. So, like, imagine. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I doubt it. But imagine if The Irishman had never come out on, on home video, like if somehow Netflix yeah, or yeah. Criterion, there'd just be this Martin Scorsese movie that just doesn't exist on DVD or Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah. nuts. And yeah. I like, don't think you can even like buy them like digitally, like if you didn't have no, Netflix. No, you, yeah. you can only subscribe, like yeah. for Roma, the Quran mm-hmm. movie, um, yeah. which is also a Criterion now. Yeah. But, like, but yeah, the movies that aren't Criterion-y, like Prey, will just never... Exist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I still gotta see it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I might pick it sometime if you guys don't. I, I want yeah. to, yeah. especially yeah. you. You've intrigued uh. me more. Yeah. Uh, my number two movie of 2022 is Tar. Ah. Tar Tar. I, I thought. I thought it could be one, and I thought. I thought long and hard about it, but there was one movie that really, that really stuck out to me this year. It really, really connected with me and tar was a close second though uh tar is you see a lot of yourself in lydia tar <laughs> i do i do um i i definitely do i do think of myself as a uh, what does she call herself something lesbian she she has like oh, a funny yeah, term for her, yeah. I, I don't know what it was. i shouldn't make that joke but <laughs> but yeah no uh tar is fucking great uh everyone's super good in it uh there's so many like little things in tar that are so good and like show you what a terrible person tar like when when she fires the assistant 
um, conductor, the older guy, yeah. and she like steals his thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's like yeah. a little thing. You don't even really notice it. And then you just, yeah, I don't know. There's so many like little things in it. And yeah, yeah. it's, uh, Todd Field needs to make more movies. Mm-hmm. It's it's wild that he hasn't made a movie since yeah. uh, Little Children, and uh, yeah, and then, he, and then he just comes back and just a drops Tar, which is a, truly a mic drop <laughs> kind of movie, and it, it and yeah. the fucking ending, I it's still so recent that we won't go into it too much, but like the fucking ending is so funny and it's mm-hmm. so unexpected to me, or it was to me. Just that it would be so funny because like nothing else in that movie is really funny. Yeah, and it's just like oh, but it works. Like you don't feel like it doesn't feel like tonally awkward. I I thought maybe you know like oh if the ending's funny or whatever because I had heard oh like the ending's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin that Long feel comes weird? in and measures. Or yeah, whatever. right. <laughs> he starts singing Ricky Ticky Tabby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's fucking knockout movie and yeah. obviously Kate Blanchett's just incredible in it like she's got so many like little quirks and, and ticks and things like that mm-hmm. but like you watch that that interview scene at the beginning of the movie and um, you just kind of like see the way she like reacts to praise or mm-hmm. um, the way she like kind of like fakes being a normal person in yeah. conversation and it's just like so impressive yeah and even if you look at the like the moments before the interview at the beginning you see that she's kind of preparing for the interview just like she would prepare for one of her performances Mm -hmm. like it's her gearing up Mm -hmm. to perform because that's almost like the ultimate performance for her is and and it makes it more impressive for yeah Kate Blanchett, the performer, mm-hmm. to play a performer. Conception. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's it's probably one of the best movie performances I've seen in a really long time. Like, you could go back several several years, and it's probably among among yeah. the best of the last like ten years, easily. Yeah, it's an all timer that performance. Oh yeah, it's. Yeah. Like, and she's had a great career, obviously, mm-hmm. and she will continue to have a great career, Kate Blanchett, but, like, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be her best, right? Like, I, yeah. I, I guess it's impossible, really, to say, yeah. but, like... It's hard to top. Yeah. It'd be a tough one to top. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, like, every scene in that movie is, you know, pretty much her like working her way around a conversation to come up on top of it and you can see like so much in like everything she says that like oh she's done this before she knows how to manipulate like a conversation to where she can get what she wants until she like ultimately can't until like we get to her downfall and i think that's like so the most one really interesting thing about this movie is that it is, like, just that section of her life where she's, like, reached the top of the mountain, like, where she's gotten, like, she's accomplished so much, and then, like, just then we get to her her downfall and to see her kind of unravel like that, um, 
that's a pretty interesting like section of this like fake character's life to focus on mm. uh yeah I'll, I'll talk a lot of talk about it a little bit more later but well Gr- I, great I, film i do think you know I, I thought about how we were gonna do best picture as our number one i do mm. i think we should do best picture now since it's not even the final award of our thing. Mm-hmm. I think it would be awkward if we did a bunch of other awards <laughs> and then came back to our number ones, you know? So uh, I do think we should just do our number one slash best picture now. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, we could, yeah. whatever we want. I guess, because I'm on a roll talking about tar, you mean? Yeah. I, no, not really. I, I figured it was your number one. Yeah. But just, I just think it'd be weird if we were like, and that's our number two, and then it's like, 40 minutes later you yeah. get to our number yeah, one. Tar's cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Tar Tar's my number one. Uh, that, I think, is... Andrew can talk Tar. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, just undeniably the best movie of the year. Uh, I didn't even, like, really expect to be into it as much as I did because I watched it, like, when I had COVID and I was, like, man, two and a half hours and it's... About it's, classical music. It's about it's about what it's about. I'm like, ugh, I'm gonna fall asleep, and I did not. I was completely engrossed, and I watched it straight through. And uh, I watched it a second time. I didn't finish it just because I didn't have time to finish it, but uh, I was able to pick up on little things. But uh, yeah, like I said before, it's interesting that so like different people have different views on what it's. Uh, like what it's about and what it's trying to say and uh, I just think it's like ultimately like just a great character study like this portrait of uh, like a narcissist like uh, this like hypocrite that has made it to where they are and they're you know struggle to keep what they've what they've accomplished and what they were able to do uh and uh, yeah, you're right. The ending is really funny. And I don't think that you, until you get to that ending, you maybe don't realize that there's this like current of dark comedy, like this current of dark satire running through the whole movie. And if you watch it a second time, like at least for me, like I picked up on these little things like mm-hmm. Mark Strong's performance, like, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like you kind of realize like oh these characters are really like f- super full of themselves yeah and irritating yeah and uh i think i listened to an interview where todd field was like uh being asked about why he selected this world to focus on like why the classical music world and they were like you must really like classical music right and he's like no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like it rings through. And I feel like I, it does ring through. Like it's kind of like a like the joke is on this maybe not the this world or like, you know, the classical music world, but just like a type of person that takes themselves too seriously and it uh kind of uh you know, examines abuse of power and and all that stuff. And I think it's a little... Not demeaning, but, like, a little bit of an oversimplification to say that this is, like... 
uh, like a cancel culture movie or like a Me Too movie. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. Uh, like, because a lot of people say that, like, oh, yeah, it's like a Me Too movie. And I think that's like just oversimplifying it too much because it's about so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, just that performance. Great one. Great one. So, yeah. Best Tar. Picture. Yeah. Tar is my favorite movie of, of the year. Alrighty, uh, my best picture and favorite movie is uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Nice. Uh, Unexpected. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go out there and say it might be the best war film I've ever seen. Oh, shit. And I love war films. Like, I've seen all of them. Yeah. But it is fantastic. It, the performances were great. The action scenes are nuts. Like, more graphic and horrifying than you can imagine. Which I'm sure is rather realistic for what actually happened. Uh, it's World War One. Yeah, it's World War One. So yeah, particularly horrifying. Yeah, yeah. And they get into the uh, pretty much everything you can imagine. I think it's better than Saving Private Ryan. I think it's wow. Yeah, like I I loved it. It was it swooped right in. I watched it right at the end. Uh, if you have Netflix, I suggest everyone watches it. Next. Um, How long is it? Uh, pretty long. Yeah, it was pretty long. Uh, it is 147. Okay. Mm. So it's well, not like crazy. Two and a half. Yeah. It's yeah. not that's, bad. It's tarling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They get into the hordes of war, obviously. It's World War One. Um, uh, World War One is yeah. brutal. <laughs> yeah. War. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, the ending's great. Uh, pretty much everything was by far the best like i as soon as i saw it i was like this is the number one movie nice interesting yeah yeah, yeah i i haven't seen that i know it, it, it got a lot of awards mm-hmm. attention from the academy right yeah like it did get nominated for several things yeah the yeah. soundtrack i was not expecting very good nice. yeah as well yeah uh it got nominated for best picture and best foreign film uh yes yeah and so it feels yeah, like a guarantee to win foreign, foreign film for yeah. sure i would say yeah if it got the nomination for best yeah. picture, yeah, yeah, I believe it also has sound, makeup, uh, a lot, of, pretty much, almost well, a category, cinematography, yeah, pretty, a ton of categories, adapted screenplay, yeah, uh, yeah, I gotta, I should see it. It does, uh, it's, you know, war movies are always like a little, uh, seem a little daunting. Like I'm worried it's yeah. gonna be like too bleak and <laughs> depressing. It's depressing, but it has enough in between because they're mm-hmm. like they'll be like battle time off, battle time off yeah. kind of thing. So they're not just the entire time yeah. in a tunnel, like, right? Getting murdered. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it like it'll get you built to characters, and then obviously nice. some characters die, some live, yeah. so on. Um, yeah, yeah, I gotta see it. Uh, I've seen the original. Okay, I, I've never seen the original. It made me want to watch the original, but... I watched it in a class in high school. But I've never read the book yet. Yeah, yeah I can't, I I can't imagine it being as good as this one, just, like... Sure. Cinematography-wise, but... Yeah. Because it got nominated for cinematography, Yes, right? it did, yeah. 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 And it'll be uh, represented a lot in my lists. Nice. In your awards? Yes, in my awards. For the 2002s? Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, my best picture uh, goes to a movie that I, I wanted to see and I thought would be good, but um, kind of like kind of like Come On, Come On last year, just kind of came out of nowhere for me. 
Um, maybe a little less so than that, because that I, I didn't really have high expectations, especially for it. But uh, Banshees of Inisherin is my favorite film of last year. Uh, I, I, I really have not ever had much of an affinity for Martin McDonough stuff. Like, like I actively strongly dislike Seven Psychopaths <laughs> yeah. and, and don't like um, In Bruges the way most people do, mm-hmm. or the most people that you know seen it do. Yeah. Um, so. I, I didn't really know what to even think. I thought maybe that this would be another in Bruges where I'm like, okay, I can see why people like this, but I don't really care for it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just found it to be um, really lovely. It's very, um, it's very meditative on like the meaning of life, and I know that sounds stupid, <laughs> but like it, it's very like for. He's kind of a cynical filmmaker, Martin McDonough. Like, I would say his movies are fairly cynical, the ones I've seen anyway. Mm-hmm. And this movie is almost the exact opposite of that. Like, where it's still, like, cynical, but it's, like, questioning the nature of, like, cynicism and, like, and, like, Colin Farrell is this seemingly good-hearted, kind of mm-hmm. goofy everyman, and, mm-hmm. and he's just can't understand why someone wouldn't want to be his friend anymore and like Brendan Gleeson's like obsession with having like a legacy and I don't know I just found all of that very interesting and very uh rewarding and then even like um like uh Shaban Shaban like leaving the island getting off the island and leaving Colin Farrell there by himself and I don't know it yeah it's it's a, uh, yeah, a really lovely movie. Obviously, it looks amazing, too. Like, mm-hmm. just having that setting is, like, a cheat code almost for your movie. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Barry Keegan's great and, like, supporting character. Very yeah. sad character. A lot mm-hmm. of sad characters in this movie for a movie that is still, like, kind of funny at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, you know, darkly funny. But, um, uh, yeah, excellent movie. I really mm-hmm. loved it. Uh, I was shocked that I loved it as much as I did. Yeah. Colin Farrell is amazing. Uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's not to the tar level, but I will say for best actor, it is by far my number one performance yeah. for, for a lead, lead actor performance. Mm-hmm. And I is it career best for Colin Farrell? It might be. It's up there for sure. I mean, it, it's, it's probably his best chance at winning an Oscar that he's ever had. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's his best. Because he's also really good in, like, supporting performances mm-hmm. when he, like, yeah. great in the Batman. Um, yeah. I, I think he'll win. I I mean, maybe not, but I'd be surprised if he didn't. Well, who else is nominated for that? Uh, Austin uh, Butler. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't see Ellis. Uh, yeah, uh, Brendan Fraser, The Whale, Paul yeah. Mescal, oh. After Sun, and Bill Nighy from Living. Hmm. That's not good one. Okay. Uh, uh, it, Fraser was the one that got a lot of talk for a while, but then that movie came out and a lot of people... That, that movie is also very divisive. A lot yeah. of people hate it and a lot of people love it. So Yeah, it seems like the consensus is that the performance is better than the film. 
You know what I fucking hate about the the whale, which I, the movie I haven't even seen, is that one fucking picture that is apparently the only fucking picture of that movie that exists. Where he's crying? Where he's where got he's the tear like, in his eye. Yeah, he's got the tear in his eye, and he's yeah. just sitting there, and he's like in the fat suit or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, that's the only picture. It's the poster, it's every promo photo, yeah. it's the Blu-ray cover. I'm like, get one other photo from that movie, please. Some fan art? Yeah, just yeah. anything. <laughs> like how is that the only picture and it's uh, just him just sitting there looking like sad I know that's basically what the movie is but like waiting for Dan's new Criterion cover yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah uh, Colin Farrell is yeah terrific in that movie and you you really do like feel for him in that movie and you're like uh if like his like if the little things in life make him happy like his friendship with uh Brendan Gleeson you know, you really just want him to be happy <laughs> yeah yeah but, uh well and it, it like sort of adult friendship especially like the dissolution of a friendship is not really a subject or thing you hear mm-hmm. talked about yeah i mean it's not really something that we've had to go through because we've been friends forever mm-hmm. and hopefully we never do but, like, it is an interesting subject mm-hmm. to broach in a movie because it's almost like, well, we've been friends forever. Why would we just stop being <laughs> friends now <laughs> for no real reason other than yeah. you find me dull now or whatever? You know? So mm. it's interesting. I don't know. It's an interesting, uh, interesting movie. Great. Great movie. Uh, I love the scene where, like, the one scene where Colin Farrell tries to be, like, dastardly and he convinces that music student that his dad was hit by a bread truck <laughs> yeah and he's like well that's how my mom died <laughs> that's so funny uh it's such a funny scene um yeah. which is probably the like the most that movie tries to be funny right yeah i mean i would say it's it's got some su- more subtly yeah. funny stuff i mean yeah. colin farrell's got some lines like like the way he like butchers like classical musicians like mm-hmm. calls like beethoven barovin or something mm-hmm. like that carrie condon getting hit on what made me laugh yeah <laughs> um yeah and my my wife who's irish like definitely like uh appreciated the the irishness of it and some of the the turns of phrases mm-hmm. it's it's very irish but it's not like it's not like we lit a leprechaun Irish. No, if that no, makes sense. It's more I'm authentic. Sure an Irish yeah. person would not actually appreciate. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and it, 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 like to contrast it, a movie that I only recently saw from two years ago or twenty one now mm-hmm. uh, that I fucking hated was Belfast. <laughs> I hated that movie. That movie sucked. <laughs> yeah. Too much Van Morrison. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Banshees is is a really good movie, and uh, it yeah, I was surprised that I liked it considering I strongly disliked his other movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe not strongly, but Seven Psychopaths really disliked. Uh, yeah, Seven Psychopaths sucks. Yeah, uh, I, I I actually and uh, Brennan Gleeson's I didn't nominate him for anything. He is nominated for mm-hmm. real Oscars. I, like I said, for my nominations, which we'll get into here in a second. I tried to do uh, some sort of anti-academy picks just yeah. because I thought that'd be more fun. Um, and uh, he's really good. I It made me want to check out the Martin McDonough's 
brother. What is that guy's name? Uh, John Michael McDonough or something like that. Maybe I'm thinking. Man, why John am I Michael blanking? Higgins. Yeah, why am I blanking on his name? But uh, uh, he did like the old guard and Calvary. Uh, yeah, the the guard, not the old guard. The, oh right, not the old the, guard is the, <laughs> the Charlie's Theron, Charlie's Theron. Gina, Gina Prince Blythewood Netflix movie. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the guard is good, and uh, and he's also good in Calvary. Uh, John Michael McDonough. Okay, I was right. John Michael McDonough. What did, what did I, you I said, did say that. <laughs> I said John Michael. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, he did another movie with uh, Michael Pena? Uh, let's see. Uh, Maybe didn't War do. on Everyone? Is that what I'm thinking? That's Alexander Skarsgård and Michael Pena. Oh, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. Which I never saw that movie. Uh, and then he also did The Forgiven with Ray Fiennes and Jessica Chastain from 21. So is that a sequel to Unforgiven? Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, cool. Yep. Well, they moved past it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're forgiven. That's the whole thing. <laughs> you're forgiven for that joke, Chris. Yeah. Uh... Well, that's... The, that's, that's the top ten. That's 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 we top did it. 10. Yeah. Those are our movies. Well, I feel like we still got a little bit of energy. We're not exhausted yet. No, we uh, got we yeah. got we got awards yeah. to hand out. Yeah, well, we just handed out best picture. That's so true. We did Tar, the best picture. All Quiet in the Western Front and Banshees. Banshees, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that's a good top three. I mean, I still got to see yeah. uh, All Quiet. But, yeah. yeah, you guys are slacking. It's true. I am <laughs> slacking. I I I purchased blind purchased two. 2022 movies that I thought blind purchasing them would inspire me to watch them and I did watch one which is Tar I bought Tar before I saw it which is a risk it's a risk blind purchasing any movie but especially like a newer one like an older one there's more like frame of reference you can talk to people about it Mm -hmm. the other one I purchased and I I didn't get around to watching was Crimes of the Future the Cronenberg movie Oh, uh, I yeah, forgot to I talk about it. that. Why did I forget to talk about that? That is, uh, that was on my honorable mentions. That okay. got bumped off at the that last is. minute. Uh, I don't know how I must have missed that on my list. Uh, that's a really good movie. Crimes of the Future. It is not. <laughs> sure. I could see, head. I could see how Travis wouldn't dig it. Yeah, yeah uh, that was not on my honorable mentions. My girlfriend really did not like it either. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I liked it. More than, yeah, more than I expected. Uh, just a cool cool Cronenberg uh it's his return to body horror after uh, all this time yeah uh, I, I mean I, I'm excited to watch it yeah Honestly, you should I watch it. it you know yeah uh it's uh good performances I thought nice to see Vigo again it's been a while uh I know okay, that Aaron Chris Lewis. Did... what's that I said okay Aaron Lewis <laughs> no no stained been a while oh it's been uh, a while <laughs> yeah hold, hold my head up high uh i know the uh kristen stewart performance kind of rubbed some people the wrong way but uh i thought i thought she was was pretty good and okay i thought uh, she was good too but i hated the movie <laughs> I, li- I like i like leah sado sado yeah whenever she's in stuff typically. sado i think 
Yeah. Sidhu. Yeah. Sidhu. Uh, she's um, she's kind of like the main Bond girl from Spectre and No Time to Die. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is she the main, his assistant? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah she, she was good, but yeah, mm-hmm. that... Yeah, it, it was closer to being on one of my other lists. <laughs> uh, knowing some of the movies that are on that other list of yours, I, I gotta say, I think you're exaggerating. <laughs> you have to be without even having seen it. Yeah, and, and I thought you were a Vigo man. I am a Vigo man, but I'm, <laughs> I, I even am okay with most of the Cronenbergs I've seen. Like, mm-hmm. like I like Scanners and... <laughs> This, I would say, is a little closer to the Crash side of things. Crash in terms of... Of of what it's about, and maybe aesthetically more on the existence side of things. Do you think Travis should see Naked Lunch? (laughs) Yeah, he might like it. (laughs) Naked Lunch is pretty weird. I don't like how that sounds. (laughs) You might like Naked Lunch. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah, that, I forgot about that. Crimes of the Future got bumped off. Mm-hmm. But it was close to the top ten. Yeah, so I'm trying to think what movies I wanted to get to that I didn't get to. Crimes of, On my list, I have Crimes of the Future, Armageddon Time, After Yang. Uh, there were more. Yeah. There were more. Just off those. Um, yeah, Everything Everywhere I wanted to try yeah, and fit in. That, uh, yeah. uh, after Sun, which we just talked After about. After Sun, people, a lot of people like that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people really like that. Um, what else did I miss? Uh, well, you didn't see RRR. I didn't see RRR, yeah. So, that RRR is... Oh, um, I don't know how I feel about it. People are pretty split on it, but I, I do kind of want to see 3,000 Years of Longing. The George Miller oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the genie one yeah Travis is I, laughing I just looked at my list and I have cra- uh, Crimes of the Future next to Home Team <laughs> I don't know what Home Team is but that sounds upsetting it's a uh, Kevin James movie where oh. he plays Sean Payton oh boy <laughs> oh god the New, the New Orleans Saints movie yes yeah. I, I don't know anything about that movie but I know enough based yeah. on what you just said yeah uh, oh, I wanted to see The Woman King. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, it's good. I have it. You can, walk. Yeah. You can watch it, yeah. Uh, I wanted to see, uh, Women Talking. Heard it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, EO. Oh, EO. That's the big one I wanted to see that I thought could be a contender. That, now, explain that movie to Travis, because he will laugh. <laughs> well, no, I, th- I, I was going to say I threatened. I uh, mentioned that I was going to pick it for movie night last week for all of us to watch because I wanted to see if it would be a contender for my top ten. It's a, a movie about... It's a Polish film about a, uh, a, a donkey who... <laughs> Chris is already out. Yeah, I'm going to retaliate with Wrestling Christmas Miracle if this happens. (laughs) Uh, uh, It's basically like a donkey that gets, like, I believe separated from its its owner and gets lost. And it's about the little uh, adventures and episodes that it encounters, you know. So this is Okja, but with a donkey? Uh, Maybe. I I never saw that, but... uh, yeah, it's supposed to be good, and it's only like 
Uh, it's less than 90 minutes. I think it's like 87 minutes. It should be less than any minutes from what it sounds like. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I do want to see that. And uh, I, thought, I thought it could be a contender. Uh, another movie I wanted to see that I didn't get around to uh, when I will is... It's a movie that didn't have a super great response from most people, but uh, Men, the Alex Garland one, yeah. I was just kind of curious about. Um, Prey, yeah, I do want to see Prey. Been wanting to watch that for like a year now, basically, since whenever it came to Hulu. Um, oh, um, I don't remember who did it, but uh, it's called Resurrection with like Rebecca mm. Hall. Yeah, that's on Roth. That's on Shutter. It's on Shutter. Yeah, I want to watch that. Um, big Rebecca Hall head, so. Yeah, yeah, I do want to see that. And a lot of people really liked, uh, we're all going to the World's Fair. That, right. But I've. I don't know where one can on H- watch that. That's on HBO Max. Oh. So, you can watch it. So, yeah, some people really love it, so. I don't know, that's about all. That's about all yeah. the ones that I really wanted to get to. 13 Lives is pretty fun. That was another one. If you're, a uh... Vigo fan. Which one is that or, again? Not Vigo. Uh, oh, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, the Vigo, yeah. And Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell is in everything this year. Colin Farrell rules. <laughs> uh, right. Is that a good segue for the, the awards? Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah which, which, what, what award are we starting with? Uh, well, before we do the award, we gotta do the song. Okay. Travis, you want to take us off? Uh, no. <laughs> what a night it was. 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 What a night it was, folks. This is the big night. <laughs> hey, great to see you out there in the audience. Hey, how you doing? Hey. I apologize to everyone about this. Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow, the only woman to ever breastfeed an apple. <laughs> That's, that's my all-time favorite Oscars joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. This is our big award ceremony. The the 2002-ies. Uh, so we're going to do some awards, and then the big award is the most 2002 film of the year 2022. Uh, yeah, should we start with uh, cinematography? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did... Um... A runner-up for each category, and then a winner. Um, but if you guys have multiple nom- nominees, feel free to shout them out. Yeah. And I'll jump in. Uh, yeah, f- for most of these, I have at least a runner-up. Some I have, like, like a, a full slate of nominees. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's start out with... Uh, well, do you want to start with cinematography or start with score? Because those are both awards that usually get handed out at the beginning uh, or earlier on whatever you whatever you want let's let's do uh let's do score first sure All right. i have a weird one for that a movie that if you told me it was nominated for an award on our show i'd be like <laughs> did we nominate a worst movie award but but only because it's the score uh okay uh so for score i got a couple runner-ups i got three here um well two runner-ups and then one winner uh i really like the score for nope 
mm-hmm. that's on there that's for good. me. That's yeah, like good. it kind of reminded me of a John Williams score, but a little more mysterious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also like that uh, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The score for uh, or the the theme for the what's the name of the theme park? Jupes Jupes Landing or no Jupers Jupes Claim. Something like that. Had its own, like, theme when you went to the park, and I liked how that theme, like, kind of came back at the end of the movie as, like, a score. Uh, That score I really liked. Um, And then another score that I really liked, but I couldn't give the award to it because I never saw the film. I just listened to the score independently. Uh, It's for a movie called Ted K, the Ted Kaczynski Chateau Copley movie. Um, the blank, the blank mask one. Blank, 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 blank mask. mask. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Benjamin Power uh, did that score. Um, yeah, that's just a like an electronic drone drone guy that I really like uh, in a band that I've really liked for a long time called Fuck Buttons that I recommend to all listeners. <laughs> That sounds uh, like you made up that band. <laughs> <laughs> They're a real band. I promise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really cool score if you like that kind of stuff. Uh, but, again, I, I did not see the movie, so I feel like I couldn't give it the award. Well, my my award is for a movie I didn't see. Either, oh, okay. But I like the score more than any other score I heard. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I, if you want to. Yeah, yeah. I just it. felt like I couldn't give it to something I didn't see. Uh, but... Uh, the Northman score I really liked, and that will be my my winner. So I did like that score. That's by uh, Robin Carolyn and Sebastian Gainsborough. Nice. Great yeah. score. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I had The Northman as a runner-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, also had uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. I was very surprised about how much I love the score on that. Uh, and then I also have Batman, which I thought mm-hmm. had a very good score. Yeah, that's uh, Michael... G. Uh, Kino. Yeah. yeah. And then my winner is RRR. Yeah, RRR is good yeah. music. Yeah, really it's, good music. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. And has an uh, Oscar-nominated song. Song, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, I mean, the song and that dance. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it goes hard. Yeah. Um, you fucked up. It sounds like I'm missing you out. You fucked yeah. up, Yeah, yeah. It's a good time. Um, my runner-up... Well, I, I would also shout out the Michael Giacchino Batman score. I think that's a really good, like, big movie score. The Nope one is very good, too. Um, my runner-up was Robin Carolyn and Sebastian Gainsborough's mm-hmm. Northman score. And my winner was for a movie that, by all accounts, was terrible, and I will probably never see, uh, but it was a great score, uh, John Carpenter's Firestarter score was really oh, good. Yeah. It's like classic Carpenter shit. It's not reinventing the wheel, but he did it with Daniel Davies again, who mm. he collaborates with, and his son, Cody. Maybe he does like all of his music with nowadays. Um, the Halloween um, Ends music was good too, but I actually liked the Firestarter score more, because it wasn't as um, kind of dependent on the, the classic Halloween theme, the mm. way the newer, yeah. you know, they got to repeat that motif constantly throughout that score. But the Firestarter soundtracks or score is really good. I thought I really liked it. I am a sucker for 
Carpenter's music in general, but uh, that was my favorite. Yeah, I did hear a little bit of it, and I was, uh, after I heard it, I was surprised to learn that that's what it was. Yeah. From that movie. I know. I had no idea when that movie came out that he did the music for it for some reason. Yeah. Um, because that movie's supposed to be like terrible, like, <laughs> yeah, truly awful. And did I've you see that? No, I've no, heard very bad things. Yeah, so I I'll never see it, but score is very good, very good score. I've listened to it independently, obviously. Well, yeah, because I haven't seen the movie, so I've only listened to it independently, <laughs> uh, and r- really enjoy it every time I listen to it. Uh, so then, uh, do we want to move on to cinematography? Yeah, sure. let's do it. For uh, cinematography, I, I had three here, and these were just the first three I thought of. Um, so, uh, runner-up, I got uh, Darius Kanji for uh, Armageddon Time. Thought it, at times did a really good job of putting you in the main character's headspace. Um, and then uh, another runner-up, uh, Kim Ji Young for uh, Decision to Leave. Great looking movie. Yeah, terrific looking movie. Uh, and then for uh, winner, I went with uh, Hoyt Van Hoytema for Nope. Nice. Uh, which, uh, if yeah, if you saw that in IMAX, it just looks terrific. And uh, I didn't, you know, realize until I like looked into it all that went into the like the day for night photography in that movie that they basically shot it with like two cameras like Mm -hmm. in blended like digital and film to give it the look that it did yeah there's like a bunch of videos on youtube if you're like curious to how they like went into like you know going about that and it's really interesting uh yeah so that's my pick for cinematography like a tommy Uh, all right, so my cinematography, uh, my nominees uh, were The Northman. Mm-hmm. Obviously, great looking movie. Jaren Blaschke. Yeah. yeah. Blaschke. Yeah, what Dan said. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he, he's done all the Robert Eggers movies okay. so far. Yeah. And they all look great. Yeah. So. Uh, we got Decision to Leave, as Andrew stated. Kim Ji Looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I got RRR. RRR's got a lot of like set pieces and wild stuff so it's it's it, yeah it, it's it's there's a lot there's a lot to handle there for yeah a lot of cool looking front. stuff and then uh my winner is all quiet on the western front huge war movie uh great shots yeah it does seem like a spectacle yeah. at the very least yeah that's what i've, I've heard it's very impressive kind of like 1917 style mm-hmm. but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, um well i had a uh a couple uh, nominees, I guess, or runners-up. Uh, Jaren Blaschke. Jaren Blaschke. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Sorry. Um, for The Northman. Um, uh, Florian Hoffmeister for Tar. Tar's mm-hmm. really, really yeah. like mm-hmm. clean-looking movie. Like it fits yeah. perfectly with the whole Berlin aesthetic of the mm-hmm. movie. Not clean. Clean makes it sound like digital, but like, <laughs> like uh, minimal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, that Juilliard shots, scene, yeah. which is one shot, if you like, didn't notice, is just terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but my winner is also Hoyt Van Hoytema for Nope, uh, which is just a great looking movie. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. really, really, really big when it has to be, and but shot very well, like on you know just the smaller moments in the movie, which sometimes like is a failing of like bigger blockbusters is that like they don't know how to shoot like conversation scenes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, those nighttime scenes, mm-hmm. very unique looking. I I can't really recall like other movies that look quite like that. Also, Hoyt Van Hoytema is one of the coolest names. Hoyt Van Hoytema, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. literally got his first name in his last name. Like, all of it. It was with an M.A. at the end. Yeah. Uh, and he's got plenty of experience working with these, like, oh, large, yeah. large he, format. He's doing, uh, well, he does all the Nolan movies. Yeah. Like, Dunkirk is an incredible-looking movie. Uh-huh. Um, that'd be one of my picks for better war movies. Probably, yeah. Uh, best war movies, but uh, and he did Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, he, he's doing Oppenheimer, which looks really interesting visually. Nice. At least, and also the movie looks good too. But like, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we moving on to uh, screenplay, or what? Do we, what are we doing next? Or should we do support? They usually do supporting actor and actress. Yeah, we could they? throw in one of the supporting. Uh, supporting categories. So, um, who were our winners last year <laughs> that would come out to present these awards? <laughs> Man, I can't even remember. Uh, we should have looked this up. Kirsten Dunst, maybe? Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't remember. I'd have to have to pull it up. Uh, yeah, so here's Kirsten Dunst to present. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I guess, supporting actor. Yeah. Uh, Alright, supporting actor. Uh, so this is one of the ones where I had, like, a bunch. And I think I got five, actually. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with... I'll just say my winner first, because this is one of the ones that uh, that you guys didn't see. Uh, I'm going to go with Luca Sabin, who is the old man from that Romanian movie, Intrigalde, who is, like basically what the whole movie hinges on like if the characters don't run into this guy they don't encounter all the problems that they encounter in the movie and he's like so good and he really seems like an old romanian man that you'd meet in a village um so yeah i'm gonna give it to that guy uh lucas sabin and then my runners up are very you know i thought they were all great obviously because i thought of them lucas sabin by the way only film performance ever that totally checks yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's amazing in this movie um uh jeremy strong and anthony hopkins from armageddon time were runners Dual up bombs. yeah uh yeah both really good in this movie seem like you know i could see there's qualities in their characters that i like have observed in like my own family members um yeah they're they're really good <laughs> yeah especially the part where jeremy strong starts uh calling everything a diddly diddly do <laughs> calling call you poop <laughs> that is a uh, reference to my dad who most people probably don't know listening to this but maybe you do Pook. um uh another uh runner up uh who I think deserves a shout out, uh, Brandon Perea, who uh, is uh, Angel from 
uh, nope, the the fries guy. Yeah, he's yeah. good. Which he's the good. first time I was like, I don't know how I feel about this character, and then I saw it again, and I was like, wow, he fits perfectly in that like, let's get the team together, man on a mission. You, uh, you didn't nominate who I would have thought. Well, I got one more. Oh, okay, okay. Let's hear it. Uh, of course. Antler's host himself, Michael Wincott. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> fucking rules. He's so good. Uh, it's not like that movie needs like a shot in the arm, but he is like yeah. this this whole other like thing. In yeah, the movie, and, and it's, it's awesome. So nice to see him like in a big movie. Yeah, again. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and and I feel like it, were it not Jordan Peele, who seem seemingly, I mean, I'm sure that maybe there's more, seemingly gets to kind of do what he wants mm-hmm. carte blanche like a studio note would have forced him to hire someone yeah. more famous yeah than michael wincott but it's like no michael wincott's fucking perfect for that. yeah yeah somebody that's like you don't really th- like i think of him as like a 90s character actor <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh and i think i heard like theories that uh he was like kind of thought of for that part because he was on the the set of uh the crow like when all the brandon lee mm-hmm. stuff went down and obviously like if you think about it like all that kind of ties yeah. in with some of the themes of this movie uh but uh but yeah he's also just like really good mm-hmm. in, in that movie so that's my supporting actor list all right uh my supporting actors i'll go with my nominees uh I also had quite a few, but uh, I had uh, Colin Farrell and Paul Dano from Batman, mm-hmm. um, and then I had Woody Harrelson in Triangle of Sadness, uh, Ethan Hawke in The Northman, mm. and then my winner is uh, Brendan Gleeson, nice. and she's Ed Sheeran. Yeah, <laughs> Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's great in that. Um, yeah. Uh, all those yeah. are really good, but I, I didn't yeah. see Triangle of Sadness, so I can't speak to Woody, but I'm sure he's good. So I got a, I got a couple of uh, a couple of runners up nominees. Um, actually, here I'm just gonna read read my three for you, and mm-hmm. then, and then uh, Kirsten Dunst will open the envelope <laughs> and reveal the winner. So, uh, nominated, nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the uh, 2023-2002 East, which is a mouthful. <laughs> um, I will do uh, alphabetical order, so I don't imply a preference. Mm. Uh, Colin Farrell for The Batman. Mm. Come on, what are you showing me? That part's so good. <laughs> um, Mark Rylance. For Bones and All, which is a movie I don't think either of you guys saw. I did not see I, it's, it. It's okay. It's pretty good. It it was actually pretty close to my top ten, um, I guess. But um, he's great in it. He's very weird. Um, and the movie has the most energy when he's in it. Um, he plays like a, a weird old cannibal. Um, and Michael Wincott for Nope. And the 2002, he goes to Michael Wincott for Nope. <laughs> nice. I had to. I had. I. I really wanted to go like anti Academy for these, yeah. and like, yeah. yeah, obviously he would never in a million years get nominated. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, Purple People Eater. 
Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he's kind of like the uh, Robert Shaw from from of that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gary so. Sanji. <laughs> All right, supporting actor. Supporting actress. Uh, or actress, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've got Bradley Cooper from Licorice Pizza making his way out <laughs> to the stage to to uh, hey, hand hey, up. hey everybody <laughs> who's that <laughs> Bradley Cooper where did where did you come from hey hey is that Owen Wilson <laughs> so did he, did he uh, wow. out the stage wow the files are everybody here wow uh, okay so supporting actress. <laughs> I auto-corrected some weird things with some of these names. Uh, so I'll do like you did for the last one. I'll read my nominees, mm-hmm. and then my winner, or rather Bradley Cooper will. Uh, I got Anne Hathaway for Armageddon Time. Carrie Condon for Banshees. Uh, Nina Haas for Tar. And uh, Nomi Merlant also for Tar. And, uh, for the winner, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, Nomi Merlant. Okay. Yeah. Who's the, uh, assistant. assistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think she just does a really good job of, uh, like almost being kind of like the audience surrogate in that movie. <laughs> like, I think the one that you could most identify with, at least for me, I know you, you know, that movie's like very open to interpretation, but, uh. Yeah, I just think that she's really good and you can really feel what her character is going through in, you know, every scene she's in. So she's my pick for Best Sporting Actress. Nice. All right, I'm not going to be as theatrical. I'll just list my nominees and then mm-hmm. the winner. Uh, not, you're not going to do a Bradley Cooper no, impression? All right, I'm not gonna... Bradley Cooper will come huh? back All right. in uh, a minute here. Uh, nominee, I got a Thuso... I'm probably going to butcher this. Uh, Thuso Mabedu. Uh, she's in The Woman King. Oh, she's okay. the, the teenage girl. She's fantastic. Okay. Uh, very good actress. Uh, and then I have, uh, um, I know you guys are going to correct me, Sorsa? Sorsa? Sorsa Ronan? Sorsa, Sorsa. Ronan. Yeah, in uh, See How They Run. Movie's mediocre. Oh, okay. Yeah, movie's mediocre, but she is movie. amazing in it. She's very good. She like She's cracking jokes. What is that movie again? <laughs> it's, uh, it's the um, Adrian Brody. Sam Rockwell uh, it's like kind of like a whodunit. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen the trailer. I yeah. don't. I don't think I know it. It's yeah. It came out in theaters. I heard it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, not a, yeah, it was a, like not good to okay movie. Um, but she her performance was very good. Um, and then I got a Zoe Deutsch in the outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, Leah Thompson daughter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love that movie, and I thought she was very good in it. And then my winner is Carrie Condon for Banshees. Nice. So, two Banshees and supporting for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, I mean that's what uh, the Oscars did too with Barry Keegan and Brendan Gleeson. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. I'll uh, uh, Bradley. Bradley, why don't you come back out on stage? I'm happy to come back out. <laughs> Hey there! I, I pissed my pants in uh, in that one movie where I play a drunk. <laughs> Stars born. Stars born. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know why you said that, Bradley, but uh, you did. Um, all right. So, uh, 
Uh, my nominees, I only have three. Uh, Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inishirin. Uh Also, oh, I read, this is supposed to be theatrical. Uh, the, the, your nominees for the Best Supporting <laughs> Actress for 2023-2002s uh, are Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inishirin, Nicole Kidman for The Northman, and Kiki Palmer for Nope. And the winner is the 2002 it goes to Nicole Kidman for The Northman. She's fucking awesome, especially in that one scene. Which, if you've seen The Northman, you know the scene that I'm talking right. about. Right. Yeah. Where she, like, fucking just goes super hard mm-hmm. at Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's really fun in that movie. It's mm-hmm. a it's a very, like, over the top theatrical performance. But like I said, with when it came to the supporting actor and actress categories, I wanted to kind of like re- award some sort of lesser heralded performances yeah. because like, like uh, obviously Carrie Condon's probably the most deserving winner if if you were had to ask me like straight up. But you know, it's like oh, I really enjoyed the Nicole Kidman performance in The Northman, so I, was, I wanted to. I wanted to give it the award. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's very yeah, good in that good movie. Mm-hmm. It's a very fun performance. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell she's having fun with it. Yeah. So. And also, like, nobody talks about that performance anymore. Yeah. Or Willem Dafoe in that movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's great. That's like a one... <laughs> he's like yeah. a one scene. Yeah. Right. He's Judd Hirsch. He's Judd Hirsch. Yeah. <laughs> he's pulling a Hirsch. Pulling a Hirsch. All right. Um, so I think we should probably do screenplay before we do director and then the 2002 award, and then we're done. Oh, yeah. Actor and actress. Lead. Oh, right. Yeah. I guess <laughs> we got a few more. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I guess I didn't think about those. Cause... Uh, I will I will say that uh, I think we've uh, officially had our longest episode. Really? And this is it, yeah. Wow. Uh, well, well so I mean, we're, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how it goes. It'll still be shorter than uh, last year's because last year's was two parts. We'll see. Okay, right, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Out. Yeah, let's, let's get to it. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to make it longer? No, okay. I'm trying to. Okay, so Travis uh, has to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Screenplay is what we're on, correct? Yeah. Correct. Uh, so I actually didn't come up with many for this one. I basically I just did not. just chose my top two movies of the year, which are Tar and Nope, which I think have the best screenplays. Okay. Um, I think those are just terrific movies, and that's my choice. So two winners. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, no, Tar is my okay. Gotcha. My official, but yeah, the, those are the the two that I could think of. I believe this is like Paul Thomas Anderson presenting this. Right now. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't do that with the screenplay. That'd be funny though. Yeah. Just some dorky writer comes back out to like give an award for the next year. Hi. <laughs> Why is that the writer? Why are they like? Why are they like the Simpsons nerd? Hi. <laughs> Millhouse. <laughs> professor. <laughs> professor Freak. <laughs> giving out the award. Everything's coming up. Something. Middle house? <laughs> 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 Alright. Alright, uh, I had a few. Uh, I had Tar, 
Mm-hmm. Banshees, uh, all quad on the Western Front, and uh, my winner is Decision to Leave. Thought I had the most complex, yeah, interesting I screenplay. Can yeah, yeah. Foreign language films don't ever really get any love in the screenplay department, uh, except for Parasite. Uh, right? Parasite uh-huh. got nominated. I think that. so, and I think it won. Correct? Yeah, yeah, I think so because that was why I assumed it wasn't going to win picture because it won some of yeah. the like consolation awards. Yeah, or traditionally consolation. Maybe awards. it didn't win. I could be wrong. That was a while ago. Yeah. Um. Uh. Well, my runner-up. Uh, I just did two for this category. Is Todd Field for Tar? Mm-hmm. And my winner is I I I did this kind of treated it like the academy but i do think it's a good screenplay uh ruben Oslin for triangle of sadness nice. nice yeah that's another one i gotta see i gotta see that and rrr mm-hmm. and all quiet Tri- and all quiet triangle of sadness <laughs> that's a double feature of the two movies yeah yeah that'd be a pretty long double <laughs> yeah, feature really long. <laughs> triangle of sadness is also like two hours that'd be like minutes. six hours right Pretty much, Almost. yeah. <laughs> All right, director. Uh, yeah. Or, or should we? Let's do actor. Okay. Actor, actor and actress. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll do actor first. Um. So I got I got four for this one. Four nominees. Uh, I got uh. <laughs> sorry, I got Banks Rapeda. From Armageddon Time, just a terrific child actor performance. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya for Nope. Colin Farrell for After Yang, and Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inisherin. And the winner is Colin Farrell for Banshees. Has that ever happened? Like one in, actor gets nominated for two roles? No, I don't think so. Uh. Not in the same category. I mean, people uh. have been nominated for supporting and lead actor okay. for different movies i think but i don't I think, think so yeah. i don't think i've ever seen anyone get nominated twice for the same role you gotta feel pretty good about yeah. it imagine losing that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would suck <laughs> yeah uh yeah colin farrell i think we've already said is that is just terrific in that movie mm-hmm. yeah it's such an understated performance too like yeah it's very it's it's not showy at all it's it's very subtle Alrighty, uh, my actors, uh, I have, uh, nominees for, uh, Colin Farrell at Banshees, mm-hmm. uh, Austin Butler and Elvis, who was very good, uh, Alexander Skarsgård for The Northman, uh, Mark Rylance for Outfit, and my winner is Felix Cameron for All Quiet on the Western Front. He's the lead, obviously. Um, nice. He's very, very good. Okay. Huge range of emotions. Very cool. Uh, should we look up how to pronounce his name? Uh, Unless that's it's, it. <laughs> it's Felix and then K-A-M-M-E-R-E-R. So, Kammerer? Kammerer? Kammerer. right? Maybe. Possibly. I mean, it's German. I don't know how. Kammerer. Kammerer. Yeah. Wow. Okay. He's Austrian. Oh, he's Austrian. Same. Same, same. Yeah, same language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, for mine, oh, oh, is that Alana Heim from Licorice Pizza walking out to present the award for Best Actor? Oh, it is. It's Alana Heim. 
And she she's not with the rest of her band, even though they follow her everywhere in, in this universe. Oh, and she said, she's opening up the envelope already. She said, the award for best actor, the 2023-2002s, goes to, because there are no other nominees, because it was such a clear choice, Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inishirin, <laughs> the best performance. <laughs> By a male lead in a film in 2022. Wow. Thanks, Alana. <laughs> <laughs> she it. just stood you up. And just walked out. Yeah. What if you went with something else? What if, what if I picked like a different performance? Yeah, something that we haven't even talked about. Like Adam Sandler and Hustle or something like that? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a bad, like Nicolas Cage in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent or like, uh, I did, I did see, uh, someone somewhere nominate Jake Gyllenhaal for Ambulance. <laughs> I was, oh I was going to jokingly say, uh, Garrett Dillahunt for Ambulance, who <laughs> 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 wasn't even a lead. Like uh, to take, uh, Jared Leto as Dr. Michael Morbius. <laughs> that was a 2000... Two movie? Yeah. I mean, I thought that was like four years ago. <laughs> 2023, you mean? Not 2002. Or, I'm sorry, 2022. Man, so yeah. many numbers oh, yeah. we're saying right 2022, now. 2022, yeah. I, yeah, I for some reason thought that was longer. That was further back. I jokingly almost put Tom Cruise for Top Gun Maverick as my runner-up, but then I was like, no, I don't really even want to <laughs> conflate the two. Scientology would hunt you down. For for not giving him the win, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better just to not be nominated, I guess. Uh, or uh, or uh, Daniel uh, Radcliffe for Weird. Mm. No, not really. That movie's like all right though. Yeah, it's very similar to Walk Hard. <clears throat> all right, actress. 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 I think we all have the same one on this one. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is... Let's bring out... Uh, we can just say our runners jo- up. Joaquin Phoenix from Come On, Come On's shambling out on the stage. Who was my guy last year? Uh, I don't know. I can't really remember. Um, I think it was... Uh, man, what was my... Guy from Drive My Car, can't remember. His oh name. yeah, Hidetoshi Nishijima. Yeah, I think that was. I my, think that was yours. My yeah. choice, yeah. So Hidetoshi's coming on out. Or did you do Benedict Cumberbatch? No, I think I went with uh, Drive My, my Car. car. Yeah. All right, so I'll do this because we're we're starting to run long. I'll do it quick. Uh, I got Migoth. Uh, for X or for Pearl. For uh, for Pearl. Okay. Uh, Kiki Palmer, who I thought of as more of a... Yeah, that one's close. I considered that. Yeah, more of a lead than a supporting. Uh, Tang Wei for Decision to Leave. All those great, but obviously it's going to go to Kate Blanchett for Tar. Got to. It's got, got to. Gotta be. Gotta. Yeah. All right, I'll do my nominees real quick. Uh, Michelle Williams of the Fablemans. Mm-hmm. Tang Wei, Decision to Leave. Uh Amber uh, Midhunter, Midhunter uh, from Prey, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously our winner, Kate Blanchett from Tar. Across the board, yeah, nice. Joaquin Phoenix is is ambling out on the stage. 
he's about to give a five minute rant about veganism and why cancel culture is bad again um, because his best friend Casey Affleck is no longer allowed to attend award shows um, but he's gonna get right he's gonna cut right to the chase and uh, after that and give the award to Kate Blanchett because who the fuck else would win <laughs> that's true yeah 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 unanimous Gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta be. All right, director? Director. Uh, so I got, uh, for nominees, Park Chan-wook, James Gray, Todd Field, and Jordan Peele. And I am in the moment, like, second-guessing myself. But I think I'm going to go with Todd Field for Tar. Very nice. Yeah. Almost one with Jordan Peele. But, yeah. I'll, I'll go Todd Field. Alrighty, uh, I have uh, my nominees are Todd Field, uh, Robert Eggers, Steven Spielberg, and my winner, Edward Berger. All quiet on the Western Front. Nice. Taking home all the two movies and Travis's. Alright, um, well, let's see. Uh, I'm not going to do the bit. The person from last year. You're not going to bring song. out uh, Paul Thomas Anderson? Yeah, like yeah, Woody Allen or, or something. Uh, yeah, Woody Allen. <laughs> no, I think it was PTA was probably my best director last year. Uh, Alright, so for this I have nominated Park Chan-wook for Decision to Leave, Todd Field for Tar, um, and then I only did those two, but I'll throw in a couple other fun, fun noms. Uh, Jordan Peele for Nope, I think definitely deserves a shout. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna nominate James Cameron for Avatar: The Way of Water because that movie's fucking crazy and it would only exist without with him. Um, and uh, I don't know, no one else really jumps out as a fifth. Spielberg maybe for Fablemans. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's a good nomination. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know it's kind of a. A softball nomination for Steven Spielberg, but um, or maybe even Martin McDonough for Banshees. Um, but uh, my winner is Todd Field for Tar. Very well directed film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's um, maybe maybe it's a product of him not making many movies, but it feels so expertly paced and crafted. Mm-hmm. That maybe it's just because he's had time to, like, hone it specifically. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And we didn't even really talk about the more, like, kind of uh, atmospheric, like, sections of that movie. Or, like, the more, like, kind of thriller uh, or horror-esque scenes, like, where she's, like, jogging past that, like, abandoned building. and Which we could delve into, like, what we even think the significance of that is. Um you know, some people, I, I read one uh, review where they talked about, uh, the, like, Tar being essentially, like, a ghost movie, and I don't know if I, I don't think I really agree yeah. with that, but, uh, like, the ghost of the, of the girl, like, kind of coming back to haunt, haunt her, I, I don't, that's not really something I subscribe to, but I really think that, like, that's all about Lydia Tar kind of, like, losing control of you know 
all the things she's trying so hard to control. Um, I mean, long story short, yeah. Very well-directed movie. I could talk about that movie longer. But uh, we're already going long. Uh, what's the next award? We got the 2002 E's. Oh, the, the big award. Or if you want me to briefly cover any of the worst movies of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I do think, I think it'd be fun to just say our worst movies of the year. Like, right now or at the end? We can do it at the end. Okay. We can do like our bottom yeah. three or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so should we do the big award right now? The 2000... Yep. The Palm... The Palm Dew. The Palm Dew. Uh, so we've got uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto's coming Denzel out. Denzel Washington and Rami Malek yeah. all coming out on stage together <laughs> along with, uh, what, Taylor Hackford? Is that who did that movie? No. <laughs> no, I mean, that's that's not like... It could be Taylor Hackford. Who but was it's it? Like, uh, it, was, it was a guy like that, though. It is a guy like that. Like... Maybe the guy that wrote, like, Seabiscuit. What's that guy's name? <laughs> Leto can stay on the stage after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going to accept his award in person. Uh, for, the, for the Travis award. Uh, I gotta look it up. I'm sorry. This is not uh, important. John Lee Hancock is yeah, coming John out. John Lee Hancock. Okay, Sounds like he's going to assassinate a president. <laughs> <laughs> or write, like, a shitty... A shitty uh, like blues album. Um, all right, so yeah, the the casting and director of the Little Things are out on stage yeah. to present the most prestigious award of the night, the Palm de. The Palm de. Uh, let's hear those nominations. Uh, yeah, so this is it. This is the most important award for our show. Uh, I, I say. The winner, the winner, it, official winner, mm-hmm. we should do a consensus winner. Oh. Whoever, oh, whoever, whatever movie, if we, I don't know, if we share a nomination, basically. I actually only really did one for this. Okay. So, well, yeah. Right, let's hear, let's hear your nomination. Okay. Yeah. I got, uh, three movies I thought of, uh, but it ultimately settled on one as the most 2002 movie of. 2022. I can come up with a couple if need be. But yeah. Okay. So my runners up are Ambulance mm-hmm. and Kimmy, but I am going to go with Deep Water, starring Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas, which is an erotic thriller uh, directed by Adrian Lyne, who hasn't directed a film since 2002's unfaithful (laughs) which we will uh talk about on this show uh but uh yeah that uh i watched that movie on hulu did not get a theatrical release that i know of no i definitely didn't uh it just felt like a movie from a different time kind of like all those nominees um uh oh dan just dropped his phone uh yeah, like, all those movies kind of feel like they could have come out 20 years ago. Maybe, like, tweak a few uh, references to modern technology or what have you, but, uh, yeah, that's just the kind of movie that if it were to cast, like, I don't know, like, Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp or something like that, I could have seen it coming out in, 
like 2002 or like 20 years ago. Uh, just a very old fashioned, like erotic thriller that, kind of, like, was big in the 90s for sure, and then kind of had a resurgence when like, uh, like big budget femme fatale yeah Yeah. but then like in like the mid uh tens like uh you had like gone girl and girl on a train like those movies that were like ultimately lifetime movies but with like good production value like kind of had a resurgence then but those kind of movies were like huge in the late 90s or throughout the 90s uh but yeah it just seems like something that would have come out back then okay yeah Right. Deep water. I got a few nominees. Uh, I got The Lost City, the mm. Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of reminded me of like a Serving Sarah, I Spy. <laughs> serving Sarah. Yeah. Uh, about that. So you you called it right? You're going to be on the Serving Sarah episode. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, half of these movies are quite insulting to the year 2002. Uh, kind of like an I Spy, Undercover Brother, All About the Benjamins. <laughs> Terrible, not good uh, comedy with like a little action in it. What? Wait, which one? Uh, the the Lost, Lost City. City. Oh, right. Um, and then some people like that movie. I'm uh, some people have been hit in the head too many times. <laughs> uh, Home Team is my next one. Uh, the movie that's slightly better than or slightly worse than like Sean Payton one. Yeah, yeah uh, that this is like a bad sports movie, like a like Mike. Yeah. Or drumline kind of thing. Um, hey, people will fight you about. Oh, drumline! Drumline's actually good. Okay, but okay. Uh, like Mike, bad. I mean, it's like a cheesy sports movie. Yeah. Um, which that whole era is filled with. Um, the next one's The Contractor. Uh, Chris Pine. Pine. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Born or like Equilibrium, Transporter, mm. all kind of two thousand two movies. Yeah. Um, and then my winner is uh, Kimmy. Which uh, obviously has a lot of panic room feel and uh, yeah. kind of like enough as well. Kinda... Yeah. Like, uh... Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I've got a couple nominees, uh, but only one can win. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll nominate uh, Kimmy and um, Ambulance as well, which you guys have talked about. But I'm going to throw in Moonfall. <laughs> which feels like uh, that era, like Day After Tomorrow, mm-hmm. kind of like dumb disaster movie. Yeah. Uh, emphasis on dumb. That, that We'll talk about that movie, I guess, in a second, if we're going to talk about the worst movies we saw. Um, but only one can win, so my winner was Kimmy. Yeah. So Kimmy won mine and Travis's, and you had it. I had it in the uh, runners-up, yeah. So I think Kimmy's the, yeah. the, the, the number, the consensus yeah. winner. Yeah, because it, it's definitely up there. Like, it, yeah. uh, it's written by David Kep, yeah. who wrote just wrote a bunch of movies from that time period. Spider-Man. Yeah. And uh, Snake Eyes, Mission Impossible, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Steven Soderbergh, expect a weird, creepy uh, award coming to your home. (laughs) (laughs) Weird, creepy award. (laughs) Yeah, wait, what is it? What what does the award look like? It's like a pile of terrible DVDs. (laughs) It's like, here's men with brooms and snow dogs. (laughs) 
Stop sending these to me. Uh, yeah. There's just a big two. Or you or send them O2. one for yeah. every week. You send them 52 terrible DVDs. <laughs> it's like, what? full frontal. I Oh, I made that. <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, That's a movie I made. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> also, why is his voice? Why is he egghead too? <laughs> oh, Where'd all the files? <laughs> He's egghead Owen Wilson. All right, uh, let's just wrap this up with our Worst. bottom three movies of of uh, last year. Uh, bottom three. Yeah, uh, Travis has I, I'll, his I'll, ready. I'll go. You got yours ready, uh, Travis. Since I'm a terrible movie connoisseur, I'll go bottom five. And sure. uh, as an you, audience, saw, you saw more. Yes, as an audience, promise me you'll never see any of these movies. Um, the uh, fifth worst movie is Lightyear. Mm-hmm. It sucks so much. It's <laughs> pretty much unwatchable. Um, and then after that is Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, yeah, that's a really long and really bad, so that's a fun combination. Uh, then Jared Leto, who was already on stage, can be for our next one, Morbius. <laughs> that movie... Sucked very much. And <laughs> you don't have to say it sucked. I think everyone knows. <laughs> um, yeah, I had, uh, I was something. Uh, and then I'm sure your guys' worst movie of the year is the next one, Moonfall. Because I made you guys watch it. Yep. Uh, it's a stupid... It doesn't make any sense. Um, and then probably the worst movie I've seen this decade, uh, Black Adam. <laughs> uh, the Rock owes me $20. And, uh, that was, yeah, I mean, it made DC not, like, split off from The Rock. And, uh, it's, it's, I'd rather watch Santa with Muscles ten times <laughs> than watch that movie ever again. Uh, well, I, okay, so I didn't see, I, I only saw one movie I would describe as, like, really bad. There's definitely a couple movies at the bottom of my list that I definitely didn't like, uh, but the, there's only one movie that I think is, like, horrible that I actually saw. Because I, I, I saw the least amount of movies of, of all of us. I saw 28 movies. Mm. Um, so my uh, third from the bottom is Bullet Train, which I, I, I don't like. I also don't like the number two from the bottom, which is Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. But wow. I, I don't think either of those movies are, like, horrible. They're just, yeah. I don't think they're very good. Um, but my worst movie is obviously Moonfall. It's like, and, and, and I should mention that the little, the little, uh, uh, Nick Frost looking kid from Home Sweet Home Alone is on stage to present, uh, <laughs> the producers of Moonfall with this award. What about Buzz? <laughs> yeah, sure. Devin Rattray can be there too. Yeah. And Rob Delaney. So. Uh, yeah. Moonfall. Absolute worst. <laughs> Terrible movie. <laughs> Awful, Travis. <laughs> Travis selected that for movie night. Yeah, so Travis, the, the worst movie I've seen for the last two years, Travis has picked for movie night. <laughs> That's true. Home Sweet Home Alone and Moonfall. <laughs> I will try to get the hat trick, you guys. <laughs> you know, actually, let me look up 2020 and see if you made us watch that, too. Whatever that was. I don't know uh, what 2023 will be yet, but I will keep it going. <laughs> Yeah, you did. It was Jiu-Jitsu, the Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, oh, that's three years running, the worst movie I've seen. You've made me watch. <laughs> wow, that's four years in a row. Because Iron Mask was 2019. Let's look at 2018 to see if you made me watch that. 
No. I made us watch that. It was Gotti, which I made us go see. Hello, man. Yeah. Moonfall, definitely the worst for this what, year. What were your other ones? Did you have any uh, uh, other bad ones? Yeah. I, I didn't really see much too terrible. So. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I think I avoided like the really bad stuff, but uh, Last Scene Alive, which is the Gerard Butler uh, missing wife movie, Ooh. that was bad. Uh, and then after that was Ambulance, which was pretty bad, I thought, anyways. But uh, Ambulance was like my yeah. fourth from the bottom. Yeah. And then after that, it was The Menu. How dare you? Yeah, the menu. <laughs> yeah mine's, I think The Menu's like fifth from yeah. the bottom for me. Or well, you guys hardly like, saw anything, too. Yeah, I didn't, again, I didn't see anything that way. Like, yeah, I didn't see anything as bad as yeah. you. I saw 63 movies. Uh, also notable, uh, The Lost City. Man from Toronto, The Bubble, and Enola Holmes 2. Uh, those are all Netflix movies, and that is why they're plummeting, because those were all some terrible movies. Was there uh, anything else we have to go over? Uh, no. No, I think we've covered it. What a year it was. What a year it was. What a night it was. And what a year it was. It was both a night and a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Here's you... Billy Crystal. <laughs> Is he in blackface? <laughs> no, oh, Billy. Hey, everybody. No. <laughs> Bradley Cooper's back <laughs> All everybody. the Everybody yeah. on stage sounds like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we covered a lot. This is undoubtedly our longest episode we've ever done. Without a doubt. Uh, <laughs> it's an achievement for us. If you, if you made it, uh, the the whole episode in one sitting. Congratulations. Thank you. Also, get up and move around. You're yeah. going to develop blood clots or something. <laughs> get some diabetes socks or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what a year it was and what a night it was. What a, what a year slash night it was. Don't right. forget to use Squarespace and uh, yeah, MeUndies. MeUndies. Mm-hmm. Audible. Not Audible.com. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This has been too long of recording. It's a Manscaped. MailChimp. Manscaped, yeah. MailChimp. Do they still do ads on podcasts? I just remember them from, like, Serial. Yeah. Like, that was a while ago. (laughs) Okay, well, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I know this is a long one. We appreciate your support. Uh, But we'll be back with a very very good episode Ice Age and Harrison's Flowers (laughs) is coming up next classic double feature yeah adios adios have a good night bye bye